Hey there, so welcome to the three-year anniversary thing. Uh, I sort of introduced a lot more in the actual interview. I just thought I'd say that at the beginning, there is a sort of sketch idea kind of thing that was had, where instead of Adam doing very exciting things and going to different realms and planets, it's him uh, just very bored, <laughs> queuing up. Um, uh, sort of an idea had, had by Greg Corobus of like, just just ordinary life and slightly mundane things for him to do um, before the sort of between seasons, um, before things start to get very, very exciting in season two. This is just a day in his life that is slightly boring. I don't, I don't really know where the idea came from or why I find it so like funny. It's very stupid. Um, yeah, so I've just kind of written that, recorded that, put that together. And then afterwards, there is an interview with Lee Tominelli of the Sound Museum. And that's very entertaining uh, and quite long, but I think quite interesting as well. Um, yeah, I do a second introduction at the beginning of that interview as well, if you sort of more details about stuff. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. I'm stood in a queue in the administrative quarter of the council station, Mill Agile. The furthest one from Palif I could manage to get to on limited budget and resources. I'm no longer protected under the council. I'm technically allowed on any planet, but no transport can carry me, no building can harbour me, and no dispensary can feed or clothe me. To make matters worse, I'm without a Visulink, which means I have no documents, no form of identification, and no way to easily access anything automated, which is... most things. There are four people in front of me in this queue. I need some form of travel document. I'm hoping I'll be able to bluff my way into getting one. I'm a relatively well-known entity out in Nimania, so I'm going to try and use that to my advantage. There are still four people in front of me in this queue. I look around, tapping my foot slightly. They wouldn't let me take my halberd onto the station, so I had to put it in storage. I'm glad I've got it, but it just makes getting around a touch slower. The queue finally starts to... No, the person in front of me was just shifting their weight. Everyone else in the queue seems to be doing something on their Visulink, so not much chance of a good conversation. I spent a long time isolated from anyone else. The only interaction was with the gods and, well... So I, I do have a love of talking, really. I'd kind of forgotten that over the years, but... Well, with my recent drive to try and be a part of the continent, it helps that I actually enjoy talking with people that form said continent. I feel like it's bad that I can still get bored. And I was alone for such a great deal of time, I mean... The queue hasn't shifted. I lean over and 
try and get a peek of what's going on at the front. A vint man is talking with the attendant, a short human. Visored, as most citizen-facing staff are. It's a new development. They never used to do that. I wonder what the change was all about. Do I really need a travel document? I feel like it would be easier just to buy a fake one from a back alley fabricator or spectre or something. I at least wouldn't have to fucking queue for that. <laughs> I mean, the council is unequivocally the most powerful organization in the known universe. It's the definition of civilized territories. I mean, why can't they get one more person to sort out some fucking travel documents? I shouldn't even need them, really. I mean, why can't I go to any planet I want? Well, I know why. I mean, the council needs everyone logged and recorded. The whole reason anyone unlucky enough to not be a member gets treated this way. Keep in line. Serve the system. You know, why should I bother trying to fit into the system they've made when it's clearly failed me time and time again? I lean over again to check that the queue isn't moving anytime soon. Yeah, fuck this, I'm buying a fake. Hello everybody, and welcome to the uh, uh, third year anniversary of the first episode release of Chain of Being. Um, this is probably going to be the last one until season two is fully out because I've got probably just nothing else to talk about. But I think because the finale came out in between the last one, um, uh, it would be worth doing this. So this will be sort of more finale focused. Uh, also, it's just incredibly self-indulgent of me to do this. So I'm going to just do it because it's fun. Uh, you know who I am, hopefully. I mean, unless this is your first thing, I would recommend listening to the show first. But, you know, if this is where you want to start, I'm joined by uh, an incredible... I'm trying to think of like a poetic way to say it, just person. I was going to say like force, <laughs> force of nature. Um <laughs> What is your last name? Lee Tominelli. Do you want to be known by your last name? Is it your right? Yeah, Tominelli. Okay. Tominelli's good too. Yeah. Uh, who does an incredible show and a uh, very interesting person to talk to. We both have a deep, deep love for sound. And I thought it would be very interesting to have them on to talk about. Sorry, you should introduce yourself. I'm kind of doing it for you. <laughs> no, man. I love being I love being referred to as a, as a force of nature. I feel like that's that's about the best thing that I can get. Yeah, my name is my name is Lee, and I do I do a few different things in in uh in 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 audio and also mm. storytelling and art and all that jazz so happy to be here yeah. i'm so happy to be here i can't <laughs> wait to you know here's the thing what what i'm <clears throat> i feel like i kind of got in behind the the wizard curtain because <laughs> in a very selfish way i just get to be like so kai you made god <laughs> thoughts I ideas i made i made i made a, oh, i made the god of gods didn't i yeah you did you really did you ever think at any point like Maybe I'll hold this one back. <laughs> that's still... a, that's that's one of the questions, actually, isn't it? I think Greg asked. Oh, that. is it? Yeah. Do you wanna, should we do? Should we start with that one, actually? Yeah. So Greg asks, uh, "Do you feel there's any more room to escalate? The season finale saw Adam as a mere beetle before a vastly more omniscient being, uh, and Avignadal has finally been confronted. Is there room for anything bigger, or will next season see us going smaller?" So yeah, we did. We did end the season with uh, an incomprehensible 
uh, god of gods and so it's kind of like yeah you can't really go more than that and i think that was kind of intentional in my part like this is the biggest thing like no one knows of the, the existence of this of this like entity it's mm. beside, like not even the gods kind of fully understand it um and so i think i'm not going to go more i think i'm going to go more sort of ground level because you're right you can't go more than that and i don't want there to be i don't want to do the sort of uh, dragon ball z thing of like <laughs> oh and then there's a bigger god that comes along and then this happens and actually i'm super it's like this sort of playground thing of like well actually this god you know can is made that god but actually my god is this power <laughs> times two and also has laser beams that and also kill, like, kill one the billion big god. gods in like yeah. in one second so yeah exactly yeah. it's like no one no, no one wants that's not in, i mean you know it's it's good for like a campy kind of like jojo's bizarre adventure level of like stuff but i feel like it doesn't suit chain of being and i did make a reference as well at the end of that as well with the the woman sort of looks off into the distance and sees all of like her family off off on the horizon and this mm -hmm. huge beast that they're walking under and i did kind of write that as like they could meet mega god could be maybe one day I'll, I'll do mega god but i think i think that's the end of the world i think when those things arrive that's when the universe as we know it kind of mm sort of finishes so yeah next season we're gonna go we're gonna go smaller i mean it's gonna get weird obviously because that's what i find interesting but yeah it's it's more ground level there's more everyday people we've been spending time with an immortal entity uh who was as old argue well i'm not gonna say i don't specify times in chain of being because i don't want anyone to make a timeline um, oh um, actually, so actually, the timeline of Chain of Being would There's actually... a huge be... glaring plot hole, actually, so... <laughs> a temporal plot hole. But I feel like it's really fitting for it to be like, no, no, this is like Mega God, God of Gods, Eden. Mm. Now we're going back down to the thing that actually very much mattered, which I feel like was, was a little bit of Adam's journey through the, yeah. the story as well, being like, Absolutely. no, these people are also you too. Mm. Um, so I feel like that's a great and fitting direction mm. to go. I feel like it's also uh, something that a lot of a lot of stories think that bigger is going to be better and 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 always just try and escalate, escalate, escalate. But this is like no, no, the important stuff. I think also his. I mean, the next the next sort of uh, force is going to be the Anthronesians. So it's like okay, I'm gonna oh. relate to mortals and like sort of be, get on their level and and try, try and respect them and understand where they're coming from and then is immediately faced with fascists basically of like mm -hmm. you know and it's like that kind of thing of like i'm not going to say too much actually i'll kind of keep my mouth shut about season no two. give us give us spoilers as much as you can as early as possible we saw at the penultimate episode that um ikrinth was got got very very intensely fearful of adam and i'm mm. going to explore that a lot more oh that, that was that was something that I very much uh, mm. like that whole secret uh, sequence. Yeah. Um, uh, and and there were a few there are a few beautiful things uh, about it because I mean we've seen Adam as like this force of of reason through through all things like just kind of grappling and then mm. the moment when he turns around is like very scary. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to know. I mean, Adam has lived for an unspecified amount of time <laughs> so that we don't create a timeline. Yeah, exactly. Um, did Adam go through like different phases of, of demeanor? Um, was there like an Adam on a rampage phase? Was Adam's lived for way long? Yeah, so. I, th I think, I think so. I think, I think there's definitely been, I mean, at the beginning it was just intense loneliness. Like he wasn't sent mm -hmm. back to earth. He was put on a barren planet and was not around anyone for Christ knows how long until the council of Nimenea was like ready to sort of take him on. And up until that yeah. point, he was just kind of like doing his own thing. So I think it was a recovery from that like intense loneliness. I think there probably was a, there is a very rageful bit. I think, 
I think all of the immortals have gone through a similar, like all of those five at least, like the ones that have been alive for that long. Um, I think they've all gone through certain things, and some have stayed in it. There, because there was there, there was that like just brief moment of going through all of the folks, like the the kind of motley crew of Eden. Yeah, um, yeah, and 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 each of their stories, and we have seen might do do a few different things. But mm. are there going to be more with uh, the the duo, which I don't want to botch their names, Anamia um, and Taya. Anamia and Taya, yeah. Are they <laughs> Anamia and Taya? Anamia, Taya. But I are, are we gonna see more of these these uh, immortals? Uh, yeah, definitely. Season two, season two is is absolutely gonna feature. Um, I mean, it'll probably get shown when we start casting, like when we put out the casting calls. If anybody's desperate to know, but um, definitely Anamia and Taya are gonna play a part. Uh, and I've just I wrote a whole passage about that and sort of their curse. Mm-hmm. Um, my upon serenity as well. I think I'm gonna try and make more of a sort of standing character, like more just oh, like. Yes, I love Might. I'm so she's excited. She's so cool. She's so oh, cool. I have so fun. cool. Um, I've I've kind of I'm gonna follow through with that whole like, because like I think after Adam gets captured, he sort of says, "Oh yeah, she's also like the most vindictive person I know." So I'm gonna like <laughs> I'm gonna follow through with that because like she doesn't really show that super like a lot. Yeah. That, because she sort of like realizes that Adam's doing some very heavy shit and it's like mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna be like normal for a bit and i yeah. think i think once yeah. it gets to like okay i don't need to do that anymore i'm gonna go and kill some some nazis <laughs> like, i think it is like, yes. kind of, like you know she got shot and didn't get to get her retaliation so now it's like she's gonna mm-hmm. make it their problem yeah <laughs> that's so exciting <laughs> that is so exciting this is okay so this is this is a bit of a of a side mm. of a side um hmm like very serious questions, of course, here is serious, but <laughs> I, I just need to know if yeah. all of your characters were like lined up in a in a beauty pageant and I'm oh talking gosh. like the beauty standards of the universe that you created. Who's yeah. the who's on the top, like top three hottest people? Uh, I hope who, you know this will very much affect fandom and, yeah, yeah. and all so, of that kind of so thing. So m- most attractive characters we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Well, the thing is, right? Here's some, here's some. I don't actually, I think it has been mentioned, but my upon serenity, like, was the only one that was like put with her people, like with the Malgaric. So she mm. was like a part of like the way they were raised. So I imagine because mm. she's been there the entire time, I imagine their beauty standards are probably based around like her and the fact yeah. that like, she is like the <gasps> ultimate kind of. Whoa, you're yeah. right. Because like she's been there since the beginning, and everyone knows her, and she's like this sort of figure of like, like it's there is no, we have no equivalent of like someone who's always been there all the time, like, yeah. and it's the same person. So I think I think Malgaric culture is like formed very sort of interestingly like that. Um, so yeah, I think, if you had like the beauty standard, like yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 easy to no. We're doing we're doing silly answers, aren't we? Um, <laughs> we're not doing tropes. Uh, Oh well, like the trope of like everyone being really attractive in films always gets me. Like especially when you're oh, trying to go for realism. Like I, right. it's, it's easy for me to go like, oh, I think Alexander Ashton would be like, I think he'd be like quite handsome. Oh yeah, yeah. But maybe some people can just like be sort of not like supermodels. But we're doing silly answers, so I'd say Alexander Ashton's probably hot. Okay, um, okay, okay, you know. canonically hot. And yeah. then I can't think of a third one. Who do you think, based on based on character and voice, who do you think? Oh win? man, see I. I feel like Lanralis is is well. I mean, with the the way that the the way that like Ikarin talks about uh, yeah, is true. just like like has to be like be definitely yeah. right. Like like <laughs> absolutely probably in in like a you know like a grizzled thane sort of way. You know, she knows exactly what she's doing most of the time, except for that one time. Um, but yeah, besides yeah, yeah. that, I think she's very sort of confident. She's also like 
hench like she's beefy like she's, she's yeah like, oh. right she's like that's what i'm she's described as just being very quite like strong mm-hmm. and she's like short mm-hmm. for a Victorian, but that's still for us like six yeah. five like she's still quite tall but yeah, yeah I, I, for, for real also maybe god i'm not sure is god hot the question the on everybody's eden mind or... eden eden god yeah i think eden it depends what your thing is formless so and fair. terrifying formless and terrifying. <laughs> so if that's your thing yeah so you're just really into that that's great can i can i ask actually um the voice for eden is when it's talking through like a voice and not like through the narration that like mm-hmm. intimidating because i thought I, I wanted it to be like very like o- slightly overwhelming like that voice where it's like yeah, yeah, four yeah, yeah, different yeah. emotions all at once because is that what yeah. came across i'm curious as to what the perception of that is like uh well so first of all this is i ask the cues and you give the a's Sorry. but i guess i guess i'll <laughs> let this slide just one time uh don't let it happen again um no, but but the, you know, I actually, I actually wanted to make note of this. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask like what the exact direction for that was, because yeah. I felt like there were like, uh, like you said, like four different ways to listen to the way that that conversation went out all at once, which was so cool. Like as a, <laughs> as a, as a voice actor to listen mm. to, I'm just like, oh man, this person <laughs> just got to like really rip into it. And yeah. it's just like, give me four takes and all of them will yeah. be used. It was incredibly intimidating, but mm. also, so it was like the the coolest part of that um, was it felt like um, it felt like the first one was always like a little bit sterner, but the last yeah. one was always laughing a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and I and I always thought that that was so beautiful because it was. Um, it was like this experience of like fear and then like mm. and then release like on every line, which I thought was just such a such a brilliant, a brilliant way to make that happen. That, uh, that basically is how it came out. Like I, I knew that it needed to be fucking mad. Like that voice needed to be uh, extreme yeah. and more. We've done a lot of voice stuff. I mean, the angel in the previous episode was like very intense. And so mm-hmm. I needed to. And then, uh, you know, uh, Epicurosa has all these voices, which I love doing, but it's, oh, it's a pain yes. in the ass. Um but it's a lot but for for we needed i don't know something different and so i knew i thought amy would be an excellent like Milia kinch the co-founder of our joyous faustian nonsense network um (laughs) yes uh, whoa wait a second sorry i just yelled that's amy did you not realize (laughs) i did not realize yeah that's amy doing a fucking phenomenal job with that character oh (laughs) no that's so good for me to realize yeah (gasps) wow that's so fitting. Oh my god. And couldn't 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 have chosen a better person, I think. So we we no. sort of sat in and I kind of had this idea of like multiple voices laid on top of each other. And as I was looking at it, I was like, we need to represent that this entity doesn't isn't its emotions while it may have them yeah. are incomprehensible. And right. there's no way you can pass exactly what it's feeling at any given time. So I think right. um with that, I think we just went, okay, what possible emotions are there like what different Mm. emotions can you have which ones are like Mm -hmm. sonically different from each other in terms of like the way you say things and Mm -hmm. then what emotions would she be feeling talking to her sort of Mm. shithead son basically yeah (laughs) yeah like um so we we decided to go like complete just disgust um Uh like real just sort of like disdain um sort of like a normal read just like a sort of as like sort of regular expression Mm -hmm, expressive mm -hmm. kind of as you would in that situation Mm -hmm. just total ecstasy just like joy just absolute Mm -hmm. like and then what was the other one and just anger which i think is the one that comes through the most um just because it's Mm -hmm. a lot more like sort of powerful um but then just this idea of like 
all of yeah like you said you could listen to each of those and it would make sense for each of the lines i think some of them not yes. so much but it's like you are my kin child um and it's like you're my kin child ecstatic is like you are mine you are so beautiful and i made you and you yeah. were fucking amazing and then yeah. it's with the with the disgust it's like you're my kin and you've done this you disgusting like yeah. and then with the what was the other one it was what did i say <laughs> ecstasy disdain um anger of like you are my kin and you've betrayed me and then just the regular read as well just to sort of ground it um so for every line i think you can go through and sort of pick out the different intentions which i think again fucking phenomenal job from amy there like really just like yeah yeah, incredible job and 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 i mean again even just from an audience from a listener standpoint uh everybody will get a different experience Mm. of what god sounds like which again is just a smart mechanic (laughs) to build in to this this show damn you well done well played uh and did you always have this this idea of what eden and what god would would sound like like from the beginning where you're like i'm gonna make such sounds i i was always obsessed with the idea of uh making like like something that is incomprehensible how you would perceive that which is why it reads like uh what's it called like a myth because that's what we used is like yeah like oh the storms i don't know what the fuck causes them uh i don't know (laughs) it was a spirit or it was a god and then you can explain it and so i think it's like there is no way you could perceive what that conversation was actually like. So this is the right. closest we can get to like understanding that is through myth, which I think mm-hmm. is very old and human. Um, yeah. So doing that, I think I never, I knew that they were going to meet like the God of gods at the end of it. And I didn't, I didn't have the name even. I didn't even think to call it Eden. No, basically. So they were going to show up, but not the voice. The voice was like basically in the moment of like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, let's do it like this. And it was kind of like saying to Amy, like, okay, yeah, read it like this would you want to try this like this experiment with me mm. and Amy just being uh, amazing Down. was like yeah absolutely yeah let's go for it and it fucking turned out so well so oh man i i also like speaking on on the idea of of like things that you planned versus things that you didn't plan mm. um what are what are some of the things that i mean now that season 1 is done like you've told this yeah. like beautiful story arc um were there things that from the beginning you're like oh i cannot wait to get to the finale when you finally find out about the horns are the actual thing yeah. that the you know like the payoff were yeah. there certain payoffs that you had from the very beginning that were like i before even telling this story i have this idea of this through line you know you know what i think it's it's both the way that the thing had to be made um was that i had to just release the first episode without planning ahead because i was umming and ahhing for just maybe like two years just going yeah. like, hey, maybe it could be about this oh i'm not sure and my mum it was like kind of two things my mum was like just make something just make anything and i spoke yeah. to um beth lewis who did some of the score actually uh we were just like chatting uh we were both doing a workshop together and uh I just went like just just do, make something like five minute long thing and then just mm. you've made it and then you've started then and then you can continue and yeah. it was starting and continuing and I didn't really plan ahead I knew it was going to end in Eden I knew there was this idea for a god of gods beyond that didn't really know how it was going to end even the horns thing mm. I was like it was, it was like wrote, written when I did that finale of like no oh, yeah, yeah that's just which is like what? perfect you but it's perfect know? though no. it's 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 okay. Wait, okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I know it's it's terrible. It makes me sound so un- unprofessional, but like no, I, just kind I feel of... like I feel like I'm visiting the wizard. So season I two need... is not going to be like this, by the way, everybody. This is like properly planned ahead. So if that's me making it up, like as I go along, imagine what season two. Is like. Well, I I think it. I, oh, that's uh, wow. Never meet your heroes. Um, because, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I think it's actually very brilliant because like one of the first things that you learn about. Adam is like uh, these horns that give Adam's like whole deal away and everybody's like mm. looks upon them with different opinions, you yeah. know. 
Uh, and then it being like, well, that's the whole, that was your whole deal. That's why you have them. And that's what, uh, yeah, why, why, yeah. why. I mean, the whole like sort of. So, did hero. you have no plan for how Adam was going to take listen, down? Listen, I started Chain of Being when I was 15 years old. I started thinking about Chain of Being when I was 15 years old. I started making it when I was 17. No, absolutely not. I think a lot of it. But, but I, I didn't, I didn't, awesome. I think saying that I didn't make any choices that didn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? I don't, well, I, yeah. don't, I don't feel like I did. I didn't go, like, I wouldn't have just done the horns if it didn't feel right. You know, mm-hmm, like it was kind mm-hmm. of, I set myself up with all this stuff and all this mm-hmm. world and all these things about him. And then by the end, it was like, oh, he's got these horns and they are like the root of a lot of his suffering and a constant reminder of like his guilt for what he did. Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. not use them to alleviate that guilt? And, you know, it it made sense. So I went for it. Yeah. Man, that's so uh, makes <laughs> makes it sad. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, man, I just play the jazz. I don't think about it. It's like it's all it's all up in the old gourd here, you know. <laughs> man, that's that's wild. Speaking of uh, speaking of the one that has to do, I guess, with the the horns the most um, is what is your relationship to the visuals of these characters? Like, I know that you are so thoroughly sound based. Yeah. Um, do, and does everything kind of like visually seem a little bit foggy to you or do you have pretty concrete mm. ideas of what these things look like? Or are you just like, no, 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 I just know what they <laughs> sound like. That's it. it. Funnily enough, I, it, Chain of Being started visually. Um, it Whoa. started, it started when I, again, when I was like 15 and we were learning about the great chain of being, which I have mentioned, actually I've mentioned this in a previous thing, but I'll just do the, in like one of the previous Q and A's, but I'll do a brief recap. But basically I'm doing the great chain of being and I thought, oh, what if there was a great chain of being, but for the entire universe, with like angels and demons and aliens and shit. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote out every single thing, added some of my own and then drew at least five different creatures on every single strata of the chain of being. There's a sketchbook nice. somewhere in my room. Um, and it started like that so it was intensely visual of like visuals for everything and every, a lot of things have changed now but the Vitorian started there the Malgaric started there yeah. um, a lot of things have changed since then especially the tone of the show but mm. um, visually I, there's a running joke I have with my um, with my housemate there is no canon way that Adam looks but there is only oh. one non-canon way that Adam looks and that is skinny white twink that everything else oh, is fine, but that's the only yes. i'm not he's not a tumblr sexy man i can guarantee that but everything thank else is like totally God. up to you i'm yes. not gonna have you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have anybody do that i mean i'm sure they thank will but that's God. the only one that i will say is not canon everything else is like whatever you whatever you imagine other people are a bit more specific about visuals like definitely mm-hmm. ikrinth definitely especially because i had that amazing art uh commissioned mm-hmm. um the Malgaric are very specific in my mind of like mm. the way they look and the sort of the floating things, which I think fan art has done, had some amazing, amazing fan art uh, yeah. of My Upon Serenity. And then I did commission some art of the Malgaric and that that whole look, very specific. Viatorians is, again, the eyes are very specific, but mm-hmm. in terms of facial features and even clothes a lot of the time, it's kind of whatever you yeah. feel like, to be honest. I know Adam has the bandolier and he has a very rustly sounding coat and boots, but that's about it. That's amazing. Um, but yeah. Love that. Okay. Oh, and the, sorry, oh. and the gods as well, but that's that's a whole thing. Because yeah. I have to, I did describe them in like a lot of detail, especially with uh, the uh, Deus 12 and Epicurosa. They're yeah. Like... Yeah. You have these beautiful descriptions. So I, I it's a very, despite being a, a purely audio <laughs> show, it is a very beautiful like visual tapestry that you weave Take that, um, Rudolf Arnheim, you bastard. <laughs> it's very niche fucking radio. Like, 
I know. It's like a very, very hyper-specific so, burn. So Three specific. people just went, ooh, yeah. wow. <laughs> ooh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now, now I guess the question's for people. What mm. was your favorite effect to make? Like, what were fuck. you the most jazzed about you knew this question was coming i did and i, I didn't think of an answer uh, <laughs> that's terrible um what is the what was the favorite sound to make i mean i'm gonna be i'm gonna be thinking about more recent ones because like uh, mm-hmm. it's been a while since i made the first few sure um the the, the whole the whole angel um sound the whole angel sequence was really good for me just the voice effect and and sort of um just the sort of wet, visceral kind of crushing of this skull as like black oil kind of seeps out of it was really kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's what things look like because of Adam. Like Adam fucked up Eden and everything that was in Eden gets <sighs> fucked up, including that harpy is- that he got attacked by and including that angel, like everything that was in in his bit of Eden when that went down just yeah. looks like that now. So, or is dead. So. Ah! <laughs> Man, what is what a be- what a cool, beautiful. I again, the angel sequence also sticks out because it was so, uh, you know. Again, Adam is this like force of good and justice and all of this kind of thing. And then you're like, oh no, Adam yeah. really did fuck up some really. It went really bad. Beings. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the yeah. angel's great. Yeah. Another another bit is is uh, like just the the background of Eden. Uh, oh, what yeah. was your kind of impulse for that? It's very. It's. I was listening and I didn't even realize how loud it was. Mm. Um, like how Intense. sonically significant it was just to be an Eden. I felt it before mm. I even heard it. You know. Yeah. Uh, so what was your kind of impulse behind making that? Uh, it's it's this thing that I've really grown to love of like semi diegetic sound of like you is this this is either score especially as someone that loves like noise music and loves making noise music of just like sound for the sake of it like just mm-hmm. qualities of sound so like maybe the sounds in eden are part of the score um that's like what the audience are like up it's up to them to sort of decide but i think i think just like weird sounds that really kind of i wanted to give as much as i could in terms of how weird that place was to the audience of like yeah literally mm-hmm. just making very abstract sounds and then um going for it like uh, a lot of it was that uh the sort of center of Eden, like the bottom of that sort of shifting sound is um mm-hmm. i do a technique called no input mixing which anybody that knows mm-hmm. me knows i never shut the fuck up about but like <laughs> you get a mixer and you take the outputs and put them into the inputs and it makes some weird feedback and you kind of like cycle through like that um and just has some really nice things you put a chorus effect i have a built-in of a mixer which is actually broken now so i can't ever make that sound again which is quite tragic whoa it's um, really sad yeah it broke like the the sort of channel that um i used to do that and wow. when i switch it to the effect that it does it's just too quiet like i can't record it properly and if you amplify it it's just too much white noise so that like yeah it's just stuck like that so i'm sure i have the, the file somewhere so i could reuse it but that's a bit of no input with just like a filter and also um i use pull stretch to like resonate it and like harmonize mm. with itself so it sounds a bit more sort of musical um yeah. wow yeah I've never returned to the same eden ever that's i mean that is also true <laughs> yeah it will sound different next time we go if if we do go but Woof. Yeah. crazy in it <laughs> <laughs> that's sound who knew right sound in it and so how so you you uh, uh, have been to a few more years of university since you began this project. Yes. Uh, what are some of the key things that have changed like mm. as an as an audio artist because of university? Are there any things in class that you're just like, I'm going <laughs> to slot this in as like a play? Thing? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like just techniques of like things like frequency masking and like all these little sort of um, sort of 
like technical specifics, but also just learning mm. to be an artist, I think was really key. I think it's definitely nice. influenced my thinking across all board, across the board of like writing and content and, and as well as sounds like definitely sound obviously, but like, you know, I, I fell in love with like abstract noise music and the qualities of music and thinking about it academically and, and mm-hmm. sort of really kind of why, why do you need to hear this? Why does it sound like this? What emotions come from this? Like asking questions about the sound all the time of like, why, why does it even sound like that? Why is this right. sound here? And like, what purpose does it serve? And also like, and and if the answer is because it sounds fucking cool, I think that's yeah. fine. But I think asking that question is really important. Like, right? Yeah, I don't know. So I think I think just like thinking like an artist, I think, is what uni has done for me, um, and that's giving me really equipment cool. and like space to sort of be creative. I think is huge. But yeah, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, I mean, I guess along that, uh, and and this is also something that that I. I'm very interested in. So mm. Dante asks, oftentimes, uh, interesting voices, AI phone calls, anything diegetically pre-recorded gets garbled, but yours stay clean. Mm. How do you measure slash strike a balance between effective voices being realistic and cool versus intelligible? Which, mm. uh, like, not to add in my own two cents, but yeah, how did you get, <laughs> like, all of these really intense voice effects? Mm. And at no point was I like, what the fuck are they saying? I just don't yeah. know what they're saying. You know? uh, just kind of trial and error a little bit like yeah i've got i've definitely in experiment just a lot of experimentation just gone a little mm. bit too far um but always always it's about what's being said and it needs to be audible but i love doing voice effects it's my absolute joy it's like the best <sighs> it's the best thing for me because it's just like it's fucking cool because you're mm. you're if we're getting like really sort of psychoacoustic-y about it like the voice is the way that you glean information and it is a representation mm. of like a person non-visually do you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. especially when you're in a non-visual medium you're brought in with the fact that the voice is how you're gleaning information so then and that is the person so then to fuck with the voice like that that person is then do you know what i mean it's like it's like weird in some way so i think with the angel and with um Epicurosa yeah. and with adam especially i think you know uh, yeah. which the voice effect has been toned down a lot over the seasons but it's still there and I, i'm never gonna get rid of it mm. like i'm never gonna have like oh you did i was thinking like oh you did your job and you, the curse is lifted but it's like no he uh-huh. has to live with that forever now so yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's it's kind of it is like it's like the sort of medieval cathedrals where you just keep building and building and then when it collapses that's how high you have to build it it's yeah. like yeah it's, it's like i eventually i mean yeah it really is just like as long as it it starts being clear I mean, mm. it, like, if you want, like, a technical answer, like, I think a lot of speech is in the sort of mid and high ranges. So once you keep that pretty clear and you don't fuck with that too much, don't you, mm. don't up the base, don't obscure too much. Um, mm. Is that a satisfying answer? <laughs> no, that's a that's a really, really satisfying answer. Um, yeah. What, what would, like, I know you, you noodle around with it. It almost feels like... It almost feels like audio costuming the way that you you make these these characters sound differently. Uh, Epicurosa mm. uh, specifically, what what was your kind of process for 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 you know the voice effects on on this character? Yeah, it was a, it was just challenging myself. I think of just like how many totally unique voices can you do that mm-hmm. that all sound different from each other but all sound like they're the same character yeah. <laughs> it was like give that a go and also i mean the idea of like all each mask is like a representation of certain emotions that she's feeling or like the way that she is going to behave like you know she mm-hmm. switches masks before she smashes up that table and she mm-hmm. and she changes the mask before she starts talking very politely to the receptionist it's like this sort of important um thing for her so i think i think mm-hmm. it was just like h- how can you i wanted it to be different but obviously I needed a reason, you know, mm-hmm. it needed to be audibly different. So like, 
just gonna yeah i think i think it was like yeah and i think i did a good i think i did an okay job of like keeping it like they were definitely the same character not just because of the voice actor who also was fantastic but also like yeah like they were they were mm-hmm. the same they were like all spiraling off from the same point but were definitely all connected i don't know yes. if, if that's a very mixed analogy but no but like but for sure i mean and and not to to launch back into it another mm-hmm. character another person's question but uh rebecca asks uh too close to mike breathing heavily is epicurus a single so it will probably sound yeah. something along the lines of oh, oh, is epicurus a single yeah that's perfect that's very rebecca um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh this was asked last time as well so i feel like i have to give her a different answer wait what was the answer last time uh i think the answer was was yes but you realize you made like a really hot character. Do you realize when making these characters, you're like, oh man, I'm making a hot character right <laughs> it doesn't, now. It doesn't. Not really when I'm making them. I. I. I but is that is that is that Epicurosa? Is that like a Epicurosa is objectively a very hot character. I don't know. I'm not sure if this is. Wow, this might just be my own thing <laughs> or Rebecca's thing as well. I'm, um, yeah. Epicurosa. <laughs> is a hot character that's fun yeah i don't yeah. i don't uh going into it but uh i guess i kind of get it yeah yeah it's also one of my dad's friends as well so <laughs> well <laughs> that's so good uh, that yeah. is so good so, um, Damn. Uh, yeah but fair yeah, enough yeah, yeah, i'm glad yeah. i'm glad people are like uh, enjoy that uh yes mm-hmm. single but n- also not you know she's like f- made of thought like they're like they're like <laughs> They're not meant to have physical forms, you know. They're they're like they're like uh, all made made real. <laughs> like I'm not Kai. I think you're misunderstanding the question. Nobody's nobody's like you asking. Get like, you get one date, right? And yeah. then and then they go back into their uh, thought form. What one date's all it takes? Also, yeah. you know, it takes making, a, yeah, yeah. A being made of thought that sweetens the pot. So it's, it's like all... your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Be a bit of thought that's sweet. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah, man. Get that, yeah. get that t-shirt. Show the big merch. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually um, Epicurosa. Epicurosa is single. You know what? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's... <laughs> I can't believe this was asked twice to you. That's so good. Yeah, my answer this time is good luck. Try, try give it a it's, go. Go on. Good luck, please. I invite you. <laughs> she intimidates. She intimidates uh, Alexander Ashton so well. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you need everybody needs a tall, eight-armed, skull-carrying wife that uh, bullies politicians. So. <laughs> I mean. You're acting as if that's not the ideal. <laughs> but anyway, I guess. Um, uh, but so uh, another another question that that was here uh, mm. it, it is, and I guess I guess this is this is generally going back to the um, what you were excited to make and what you were, you know, like really itching, itching to make. Is there anything that you really wanted to add that was left on the cutting room floor that you were like, this is too much of a sticking point. It needs to be 
postponed until later. Or I guess maybe for me, my version mm. of this question, uh, and this this one was asked by Avalon. So excellent question. Oh, did Avalon. we ask? Did we say who asked? Oh yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but but this one this one is is what was like the the trickiest point of this finale, mm. this like two two part Eden finale that you were just like fucking this portion is my sticking point right now. Which part did you hate the most? You know, I didn't. I didn't actually. I did. There wasn't a single part of doing the finale. The last two episodes, even the last like three. Yeah. I think the last three are my best that I've done. I think nice. a lot of people say they like sort of the early. Like I've been told that like the the avian arc episode is like some people's favorite. Mm, um, that one's good. It's good, but I think what I want Jane of being to be is those last three episodes. I want there to be, I want there to be people involved, mm. which wasn't always there in the early bits. I want it yeah. to be like everyday life, which is yeah. arguably not really in those last three episodes, but like you see people and you see like non-immortals yeah. and non-divine beings and non-monsters. They're just like people. Um, yeah. And uh, I want weird psychedelic shit, which I think absolutely I sort of <laughs> carry through on in the last one. Um, yes. And just yeah, just like being able to play with sound however I want. Um, mm. So I, I had I had a lot of fun. I think just I don't know what was it. It was very emotional doing that final thing. I mean, I've been doing it since I was seventeen years old. I finished it when I was like, I think I might have been nineteen at the time, twenty. Yeah. I actually don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But so in terms of like in terms of sticking point, I think I think sticking point when it was coming to the end, making sure that I didn't leave anything like unsaid or un sort of mentioned. Um, mm by that point before I could get to season two like I didn't want there to be mm. any loose ends that I didn't want there to be do you know what I mean like yeah. there are definitely loose ends I mean that's the whole plot of season two which I think is pretty obvious what yeah. Adam's gonna be up to but yeah um I think yeah I think I think just making sure everything sort of worked I'm sure I've missed something uh but no the, the, there wasn't anything that ended up on the cutting room floor for this I mean there was one scene really early on where these two pilots were having a when I was trying to be a bit more comedic but in a slightly different way um, than I am sort of attempting now, but right. there is there is a scene where there's these two pilots just arguing with each other. You know, there's that like tro- sci-fi trope of like, you know, cycle quantum emissions. Yeah, you know, depart landing gear, and then basically <laughs> one of them just stops responding. He's like departing landing gear, and then one of them stops responding. And he goes, Are "You all right?" It's like, do we always have to do this? <laughs> like, it's just so like goes. What do you mean? It's like standard safety procedure. It's like it's because you don't trust me to do it myself, do you? Like, they just have this like couples argument, and then just Adam's just like standing there awkwardly. But I, I cut it out because it just didn't fit in with the episode. But I would like to bring it back at some point. It's just it's really stupid. But like, <laughs> no, that's really yeah. wonderful. Are you having fun? Because I don't think I'm having fun. <laughs> like we're supposed to check the seatbelts by hand as well, but like we don't do that. So why is this the safety procedure we follow? <laughs> I don't know. That's so good. What else That's... do we talk? It just gets really slick. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that. That's so uh, so speaks to your mind <laughs> and how you see the the way that you're just like I've got this like massive like world with yeah. these angels and demons etc. And you know what? Sometimes humans do just like wonder about if the safety procedures are unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. If they're being patronized by their coworker and stuff. Like it's still this right. everyday life stuff. But yeah, yeah, that that's mostly what got cut out. I think I wrote loads of like or I had loads of ideas for what weird shit we'd see in the temple of eden i'm very happy with the ones i chose um right just because it was like i mean you could do so much the the potential is limitless isn't there man you talk me through those lizards i want to i want to hear your take on the lizard scene what do you what's your interpretation of that i i was i was honestly i 
I, I am not sure. I, I I remember listening to it and being like, I want Kai, I want <laughs> I want Kai to tell me about these lizards. Like I was first like delighted by it. It felt like it felt like the the idea of just like life going on in a temple that hmm. has been like so affected by by gods, and then these things like that are small becoming rather remarkable and and moving moving things forward. But yeah. That that was, and then like like the the weird slimy turning, eels. Yeah, yeah, then turning kind of remarkable and strange. So it felt it felt like like texture, mm. but I didn't know like because it was right before the the big scene, mm. you know. That 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 scene especially was heavily inspired by um, Annihilation and the sort of visuals <gasps> and the way that things go in that. That makes um, so much Especially sense. those two deer as well are just this like completely mirrored stuff. Yeah, um, kind of almost stolen a little bit, but uh, <laughs> heavily inspired. Uh, yeah, but I think, I think yeah, it is it is it is a representation of life, and I think, um, but there is no like, it's beautiful, but there is there is, I don't know, these like slimy things are like forces that, um, just unpleasant forces. I, I don't want to be too like specific. I don't want to like mm. say what exactly what I was going for, but. No, for sure. It's, I mean, it is life. Like the, it is like the sort of you know death into life. It sprouts, mm-hmm. and this deer sort of watches him and splits itself, and this kind of mirroring of like constant expansion, which is kind of what the universe is doing of this constant like it, yeah, just rapid expansion, and then um, that is what Eden intended for like this creation of things, and things mm. are born and die and sort of move on and expand, and then eventually will come back in. Which I think is I don't know if that's still what people think the universe is going to do eventually if it's going to like retract again i don't actually oh. know i don't know what this yeah. current scientific thing is that was my understanding way back when i planned like oh that's the one thing i had planned throughout was the origins of the universe um yeah. that was the one thing i knew from the get-go exactly how right. it, how the universe was created and that you know it's this big experiment basically of like we just need to create mm. as much shit and then you just yeah. start adding more rules to see what is different it's this sort right. of expansion and contraction so every time the universe expands it's a different universe with different yeah. rules and then it contracts again and expands again Anyway, that was that, that. that was the idea. Um, so yeah, that's what that that sort of weird uh, sort of deer scene yeah. antler creatures are. Well, speaking yeah. of things that you mercilessly ripped off, uh, what are, <laughs> oh, what are your <laughs> what are your no 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 what are your big three like like media inspirations? You're mm. like this was something I stole. This is something I stole. This is something I stole. Media that if somebody like experiences it, they'll be like. Is that fucking chain of being? Get a strong chain of being vibes from this. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, I think this is also yeah, Yoshiko's uh, question as well, sort of about what what inspired Cobb and and sort of uh, influences. Oh, yeah. yeah, basically, uh, I think I mean I'll, yeah, f- for your sake, definitely. I mean, I'm going to recap the, um, but like Destiny was like a huge thing. Like the video mm-hmm. game Destiny has like this mm-hmm. very expansive lore that is like kind of fantasy. It has these gods and weird sort of extra dimensional entities. Um, Halo. I mean, just because nice. that's my entire childhood was was playing Halo, basically. Hellboy, mm. big one. That's like the main sort of media things. I think if you wa- if you sort of watch Star Wars, play a bit mm. of Destiny, and then read the Hellboy yes. comics, you can kind of see where that sort of mishmash has come together. But it is right. a love of sci-fi. June as well. I mean, even just like watching the film recently, uh, it's just like I mean, it's just such a good world. It's just such a, a well constructed sort of universe. Um, their philosophy is just down pat the way they handle like people and time i'm like oh god it's so good it's just like ideas that wish you wish you'd thought of like the fact that like everybody uses Mm. swords because bullets don't penetrate shields god that's oh oh speaking of which the swords did you what why do you keep giving people some rocking swords fucking cool as shit because they're really cool you like describe you describe the sword like the geometric pattern like void Mm. sword and i'm like fuck i want that sword yeah it's it's like adam's literally just as well it's like kind of wish i had it <laughs> <laughs> God, 
I kind of want that sword. Oh, I got Adam this gets a cool helmet. sphere. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Which is cool. Oh, that was another thing. Sorry, I'm just going to geek out for a moment. Then I'll Sorry, get back yeah. to questions. We'll, we'll and go stuff. back to the influences. Yeah, but after, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this this episode's gonna... been a nightmare to edit. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I just, I, I, I loved, I loved the way that when, uh, when, when Adam finally, uh, finally interacted with Avigna Dahl, uh, mm. you just hear the sound. You just hear. Mm. It's not even like the describing of like I went up and I stabbed this yeah. motherfucker. You just hear it and you mm. know. And what a what an interesting break from pattern. <laughs> yeah, I assume that was intentional. But are you also kind of like nice job, me? Uh, I, I to, be, to job. be honest, I just I just felt like he didn't. It's such a such a key moment. And he's finally met. He's finally got him. He's finally fucking. Yeah. Got him. I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to muddy that with like I've already described what it looks like on the inside. I didn't want to go any right. extra extra level of like it's obvious what's happening. Like it's, you don't need me to say, which I think I'm yeah. in season two. I'm doing that a little bit more of just like you know what's going on from what's right. happening in the sound. Like um, right. So yeah, right. he just fucking runs up and stabs him, and then it's just a Vignadal who is completely unaffected, of course, just kind of goes, yep. "What? Why? I'm literally I'm literally trying to help you. Like yeah. just let me fucking like help you." Yeah. Um, but he just doesn't care because like this is this is his only opportunity to like. Yeah. guilt like get one over on him yeah for yeah. real for real so yeah All right yeah so what more what more influences uh, what are what are things that you ripped off off of ripped off well that's very strange <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so where did you merge <laughs> so plagiarism uh i'm shutting this operation down fuck right now yeah, yeah. uh the no original ideas police <laughs> you know, i know there's no such thing so uh, you've ever done is like uh, stolen from everything else yeah yeah. Uh, the most recent influences have having since sort of uh since probably even the last like anniversary uh was the uh i don't know how to pronounce the word the imperial radk series r-a-d-c-h uh the first one is called uh, uh, ancillary or ancillary justice uh sort of world very expansive world sci-fi kind of very interesting concepts i mean the main character is a x ai hive mind in that mm. there used to be a hive mind that had organic bodies and had just had thousands of bodies, I think millions even, I can't remember <sighs> the exact number. And then one day just got one body, just got put into one body because of a thing that happens in the plot. Uh, right. And it's this concept of like this colonizing force going somewhere and just anybody that resists becomes part of the army of like they put on these weird implants and then they just lose their body and they lose their mind and being oppressed by your own people but like Whoa. it's just like i mean there's a lot of you know a lot of symbolism in 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 that um whole fucking <sighs> series but that series was very influential to world building and the way that i sort of approach sci-fi um nice nice i think i think uh music has been my big thing right now uh, of ah. like when i'm writing season 2 the music i'm listening to is i've got a playlist for all of the main characters for mm. uh, season two, which is like one for Adam, one for Lanralis, one for a secret third character. I'm sure we'll find out about soon. Oh, um, wow. Well, then. Uh, <laughs> and then one overall mood playlist, uh, and which nice. right now is uh, I listen to a lot of like what's called digital hardcore. So things like Machine Girl and um, yeah. Death Grips and all this stuff. And that's very good for like, you know, I'm a, it's hard not to be angry right now at the world. Um, <laughs> and so I think. Even season two, even in the middle of writing it, which hasn't really been happening that long, it's gotten a lot angrier. Nice. <laughs> it's been oh. getting very like every single character I have an idea where they have some expression of just fucking rage, just just pure nice. like like you know I've got I've got 
I think I'm not going to say too much, but I've got Adam basically just like going fucking just insane. Um, nice. And all these different characters. And I think that's probably, you know, I need an, I need a way to get it out. So I'd rather do this than like, I don't know, yeah. uh, sort of internalize it. Um, yeah. Got to get it out somehow. So listening to music, but then a lot of music, the sort of soundtrack of like the sadder, more sort of silent moments is like... Um, like folk music like acoustic guitar and and welsh folk music has been a big fucking like just yeah there's a tone there's a tone there and i think the juxtaposition of i mean it's, it's kind of a little bit too on the nose but like sci-fi and country but then also not like not super incongruous because like no. it's people and sorry yeah. i'm just i'm fucking waffling now i've got one more thing to say and then i'll, and then I'll, I'll stop, no keep it keep it keep it coming please I'm, I'm writing season two as if not that it doesn't need to be sci-fi, but the, it could be fantasy, I think is a really mm. key thing for me right now of like the way the words that people use and the, and the sort of things, the way that people talk to each other and the sort of language. I mean, that angel spoke I, is my best slightly. I mean, you know, if you read actual Shakespeare, it's not very, not very similar at all, but it's my best attempt at a Shakespearean sort mm-hmm. of flow of conversation. And so I think people yeah. speak to each other in very old fashioned ways and use old fashioned words. I mean, I've, I've made a, I've made a military system based on like medieval, um, like European medieval like conscription and then also um i looked into the um army of the islamic empire under what was his name abu Bakr, i think it was that might be wrong though you know it's worth it's it's a pretty decent guess i think Uh, but just some of the words and the way that things worked um oh man i want to talk about it but i can't i can't um I know. I bet you're. I bet there's a lot of season two that you're like. I just want to have yeah. this out already. So his, history is influencing my work at the moment a lot, and the way that medieval, like medieval history, and the sort of the way that things are sort of put together like that. I think um, kind of writes stories for you. You know, it's just like, oh man, this happened yeah. already. Yeah. So I think I think my anger at the world and how it's just just not fair, um, mm-hmm. and then angry music for that welsh folk music and just like looking at history and reading about things and sort of yeah i think that's my main thing what a brilliant i i i know that it is on the nose but man can i say after like all of the sound design of chain of being and then just like the folk music i'm like what a <laughs> yeah, that, beautiful bookend yeah so good to us, the lyrics to that aren't super i i kind of justified it to myself of like it's about a very human thing which adam just right. doesn't relate to it's about i mean it's about like um what's the i can't remember the exact it's been a while since i've listened to it but it's about like basically cheating on your partners and it's about like um yeah being unfaithful and sort of all this sort of stuff but just like everyday humans sort of squabbles that adam again just cannot relate to but ultimately and it's you know again quite on the nose but like (sighs) you were born to die but he wasn't and he can't and it's like that's the the last thing that he doesn't share with anyone is the Mm -hmm. fact that he can't die and he will never share that i i thought when i when i heard that i was just like oh because like his curse was literally born to take care of this big bad mm. of the universe. So all of this suffering, it was just like your like yeah. your key problem. Like mm. you were born to essentially be like your soul was a sacrifice yeah. so that this could, you know, this universe could be taken care of. Mm. Uh, and I was just like, oh, man, like I would feel profoundly used, you know, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> in I a mean, way. Yeah, he's, he's not treated well by basically anyone. <laughs> like, by Buddy. oh my god kind of just like okay yeah you're coming with me now it's like okay and yeah then, and then it's and then it's the council treat him like shit even the humans don't really like him like i think all the yeah. other immortals um all the other like progenitor immortals have some kind of respect from their uh, mm-hmm. sort of uh species in some way but like the humans never got to meet him very early on and every single human kind of treats him a little bit badly yeah <laughs> like, yeah 
I have so many like like psychoanalysis questions about. I'm like, so how do you feel about Adam's relationship with? But actually, I I do instead just want to to go a little bit further into mm. like the council keeps coming up as yeah. this like big force of of existence through this whole thing. And I know like from from speaking to you that the council mm. is going to be a big. Uh, a big player in this mm. in this next up and coming thing. Uh, can you speak a little bit on on that and a little bit on the council's kind of uh, like what you're excited to do with it? I think that argument between Lanvales and Adam that they have really early on mm. is an argument that I was having with myself really. Mm. Um, of like, what else is there if there is no state? Like, what else? Is, what? How else do we like exist in the world? And also, like, the state is fucked and is actively harming us. Um, mm. And it's that conversation of like, do we need it? And I think season two, I've decided, no, it's actually pretty bad. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> yeah. not really helping us much. And it's kind of, it seems like it's the system this this that is rotten to the core that is just going in circles and it's just going to be this slow descent into, this is very nihilistic. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but then I think there is hope and I think there is a way out. I just think it's going to be really hard. But I think that is what season two is going to be. I think the council, while I think potentially perceived as ambiguously evil are gonna hopefully come across as less ambiguously evil yeah yeah but you you do a good job of making everybody everybody have a case for themselves you know yeah. like nobody nobody seems even uh the warlord the warlord episode there was oh yeah there Shadow were two sides death. to that yeah, yeah. there were yeah. two sides to that argument and i'm Definitely. like wow both sides seem just <laughs> like yeah. folks you know well yeah. done yeah i think yeah, that, that, I like that Warlord episode a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely bringing him back, 100. Um, percent Nice. He's definitely coming back. But yeah, I think, I think, um, it's, it's, it's. I was gonna say something, but it's, I've forgotten because I'm thinking Damn about it. that Warlord episode because I like. I cut you on off. No, no, no. Uh, it's fine. The, yeah. The less ambiguity of the. Less of oh an yes, ambiguity. the council. So now it's, it's like, you know, Lanaranis is being has been. You know, the last thing we see of her is getting, well, actually, the last thing before we see her again is her being recruited into the, essentially, the CIA. Um, yeah. And before that, she was an FBI agent at pretending yeah. to be a police officer, essentially, like, boiled it. It's a little bit more complicated that in the law. But, you know, CIA is not great and has done a lot of bad <sighs> things. And I'm going to not, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that that's true and they admit it quite a lot yeah. um they yeah. frequently admit the terrible things they've done just kind of out in the open and everybody's fine with it well not everybody right. obviously but you know people yeah. just kind of move on so i'm gonna yeah. um you know the, the 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 cia or the sort of secret service the calastiers is what I've, what they're called in chain of being nice. are, are going to be a feature and it's going to be sort of lanradis is not a bad person i think she she kind of does ultimately want the best for people. She just doesn't know what the right way to do that is, which right. I think is true for a lot of us. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be exploring that sort of journey. And, you know, there's going to be a force that is like cynical for the sake of the system, not the people. And mm. uh, it's mm -hmm. like, does the system benefit? The well, you know, I'm not going to get, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But that's that's the main thing of like, I think I think the, the sort of question that I've been doing whenever I sort of write character brief is how, what is their approach to do the ends justify the means? Right. Um, and it's like, what ends are you even seeking out? Uh, right. What is the council even kind of doing? Right. And what means is it doing? And is it worth it for an end that you're not even sure about in the same way right. that like, you know, this, this government, uh, I'm sure I, 
I don't want to speak for for your one as well, but <laughs> you know, you're sort of you're doing all these terrible things in the name of what though? Like not even mm. not even helping people. It's like in the name of a fucking fake number on a chart telling you right. how much your currency is worth and how much the whole world the economy is doing. Fucking Dow right. Jones and shit. Like you're doing all this terrible stuff and for 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 nothing. Like for essentially for mm-hmm. nothing. For for what? Like you know. Right. Um, yeah. So that is going to be the crux of what I'm sort of my approach to the council in season two. <laughs> oh, man, I love I love how you're just like, I took on God. I think I'm going to take on all of politics now, too. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going to solve capitalism with Chain of yeah. Being. <laughs> can you imagine? Man, I, I, I hope so. I That'd think if sick. anybody can. There were there were certain philosophies I'm like, I might be on to something <laughs> here. Damn. Uh yeah. I'm very excited to see to see the council and the characters that that you've you've kind of placed in its path, mm. um, including the winner of your of your beauty pageant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to do that now. That's maybe that's what I'll do for the uh, bonus. I'll do a. I, I, can't get, <laughs> I can't get all the voice actors together in time. I don't think. No. No. That's, damn. That's fair. It'll be like beach episode, but but <laughs> Alexander Ashton is is oh, just shit. like lounging on the beach. Um, Full suit. <laughs> Full, full suit because that's like the 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 suaveness um further with like things to come in in season two and mm. and we don't i don't want to i don't want to be like spoil your whole season <laughs> but i also do want to actually have already listened to the whole season because <laughs> i want to know more of the story Perfect. now specifically yesterday so uh rebecca asks will we get to see more of adam's tragic past mm. are there any voice actors especially that you love to work with uh and bring back another role but that let me try that again <laughs> editor me. please make note <laughs> yes yeah. <I> will. <laughs> kai, f- future kai i'm speaking into the future oh, sorry sorry I'll put out. So, so I'm not speaking to current Kai anymore. I'm speaking to future Kai. Thank you. Please. Oh my gosh. So rude. Hey, future Kai, past Kai is really rude. Yeah. Um, fuck you. Fuck you, future Kai. I so, bet you'll sign this exact chair as well. <laughs> hey, future Kai, do you feel silly right now? Do you feel silly that we're talking to you and you don't exist and we no longer exist to you, future Kai? Fuck. Anyway, I know, right? Ain't that crazy? We 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 dead as hell the future, Kai. That's true. It's true. <laughs> Rebecca asks, will we get to see any more of Adam's tragic past? Um mm. and and uh there's also uh will we ever see Adam's kids or are they just dead? Is Kane ever gonna show up? Yeah, I wanna I wanna combine Banani's Uh sorry, tragic past. Uh There'll be allusions to it. I don't think nice. we'll do any flashbacks. I don't really... Unless I can figure out exactly how to do a flashback in a way that I'm comfortable, I probably won't do a flashback because I, mm. I, I kind of don't really... I like it quite linear. <laughs> what was the what was the other quote? It was, uh, will we ever see Adam's kids? Or was yeah. It? Yeah. No, I don't think he had kids. I think I'm, that's my that's my, that's my addition mm. to the Bible. <laughs> that's my Bible <laughs> retcon. Um, nice. I've, I've taken Adam and Eve and I've taken that concept, but I think I... I, th- I don't think he is the biblical adam anymore i think he's his own thing mm-hmm. um i don't i don't imagine him anymore thinking about i don't have the connection between those two characters they're very separate to me right. um i don't think there ever was a cain and abel to be honest i don't even know i've had to think about this a lot and i, I kind of don't want to i kind of i'm half doing that yeah they're gods and you can't think about what they're doing but i also have had a had an idea of what adam's purpose is like before the curse like mm. what what the purpose of these progenitor progenitors were um right and I'm not going to say anything because I don't. I don't in case I change my mind later. But you know, the gods are made of thought, and I think thoughts are very powerful. And I think that is kind of a running-ish theme throughout this of like thought having an effect on the real world. 
mm. and vice versa. So I think that's as much as I'm going to tell you, you can sort of figure it out from there if you like, but um, <laughs> you know, nice. that's why they're there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So no cane, sorry. Ah, ding dang it. How, how's your Catholic trauma? You got any of that? Nah, or... uh, Welsh Presbyterian, so um, Protestant. Damn. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. I, I'm going to be honest, listening through this, I'm just like, Kai, Kai, was Kai raised in the church? Absolutely One can never know. No. I, was, I, I, was, I was raised, like, we went to the Welsh chapel, but it was mostly for the Welsh and not the chapel, if that makes sense. Nice. That's like, very fair. It was the community, not, I mean, you know, I, I sort of stopped believing in God pretty early on, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Like, I'm interested <laughs> into it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you yeah. imagine? I actually hate like religion and like sci-fi and like mythology. It's just like not interesting. I just do this. Then- I, just, I just do this to torture myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a flogging. Like this is my penance. Yeah, uh, that's that's. Uh, it is interesting though because you do go into this like beautiful myth, and it makes it kind of puts all of like the. I guess our our culture's like baseline of mythos mm. into perspective being like no they're all myths like the yeah. reason why we don't have a cultural myth right now in the way that we look back at like Greek or Roman is because ours are still believed by a lot of people mm. you know like that the, the yeah. myth I also wonder I wonder like um how much how much folktale I mean I'm sure it's very you know different society but how much folktales and stuff is similar to the media that we make now and like mm-hmm. just cuz it's redistributable and we have like What's it called? It's not word of mouth. And we have like things like, you know, like copyright and stuff where you could you attribute exactly who made it for this amount of time and then we get to use it. Like probably right. domain in that. So I do wonder yeah. how much folktale is similar to say like Marvel movies. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like how most people just like know Gatsby as yeah. like the great Gatsby. They're just like, oh yeah, I know what this is. Generally, yeah. like that's our folktale. People little that bit. have never seen Star Wars know who Darth Vader is and who know who you know a lightsaber and the Jedi and they know those words even if they don't know like everything about them. It's still... Right, you know, right. Cultural osmosis. Yeah, we mm. need a, a collective vocabulary and touchstones. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, there. Uh, Max asks, "Is is Adam Delta Five chill like that?" And I don't, I don't know. This is, is, is Adam Delta Five chill like that? I think he is chill like that. This is a very stupid meme that all of my friends are doing at the moment. Um, and nice. I thought I'd, he asked me to put it in. So you happy, right. Max? He is chill like that. I don't know. You would chill like that. Is that is that making you smile? That, yeah. <laughs> shout out to the six people that got that meme. <laughs> <laughs> But like I, I need I need a little bit more detail. Like like is Adam is Adam Delta Five? Like was there a time when make, when making this series that you were like maybe he's not chill like that? I think he's pretty unchill. Yeah, he's literally right? always depressed in this entire fucking show. He's literally That's always so miserable. There's not a single Adam moment. is so miserable. I There's love not, him so much. He's always stressing about everything all the time. I mean, it's like fair enough you know he has, he has, it's not unreasonable but like you know you meet him and he's literally like i bet you don't even care about the dead people <laughs> and i'm like adam you let us know exactly who you were right off the Did bat you know, like that woman over there lost her entire family <laughs> oh, I'm taking you, I'm let you go <laughs> chill out i I'm literally have been eating have- the same most disgusting meal every day for the past like <laughs> 10 years he was the bottom of the list because everybody's like, Adam's a little bit too intense for I think me. That's why no one likes him because he's just miserable. <laughs> he's just really, <laughs> he's really mad. hard to be around. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the, the, he sort of enjoys himself when he's around people, even if he doesn't like to admit it. Like, I think that's his mate. I think that's a lot of the immortals are like that. <gasps> I think. I, which I love, man. You know, what a. When he's like, he's watching and talking to. He's talking to Ikrinth. Like, I think. He is obviously still stressed out because, you know, <laughs> but um, I think it's like talking to Ikrinth when they're walking through the, the sort of city and just going like, you know, who, who, you're like great. And like, and or like, yeah. like having that conversation with the sort How's of that, your love life, man. Yeah, that's that whole that whole speech of like, 
just listening to that, I think it meant a lot. It means a lot to him to still be able to talk to people about that. And it is a little bit coming on from the, I don't, was it the previous episode? I kind of don't have the sequence in my head, but when, when he basically comes to the conclusion that like, it's not like a god to a mortal, but it's like a grandparent to a child is what your relationship should mm. be with mortals. And it is that. Right. And then immediately he then consoles someone with a broken heart. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, like, for um, real. Yeah, he likes people. What was even the mm-hmm. question? I just started thinking about Adam. Oh, yeah, he's sad ah. all the time. He's just like, he's not chill like that because he is yeah. extremely stressed all the time. He's and it's not getting stressed. better. Season two, I think he's 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 equal Probably. amount of stressed. He's actually yeah. just angry now. He's like, you know, nice. he's going to snap, yeah. I think. <laughs> Oh no! I think like I'm not writing the show, but um. <laughs> hey, what's your headcanon for Adam? Uh, <laughs> uh, immortality. Uh, you mm. deal with it a lot in this show, like how different characters experience it. Like, what are what mm. are your thoughts? Would you would you be vampire? You know, would oh, you? Fuck no. Fuck no. You would not. You don't want to no, see the Christ, heat death no. of the universe. Are no, you afraid no, 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 of no. of of perhaps be becoming vampire? No, because I I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Go, you don't worry so fuck i'm so stressed what if i'm going vampire today <laughs> no i'm not i i would oh no that's how they get you though i'm, I'm more <laughs> at risk now you literally let your guard down you fool you just <laughs> did the like what's the worst that could happen but vampire you're so gonna be vampire now I'm so gonna become a vampire um wow yeah, no, I would like, I would not like to be, I mean, it's a curse, it is a curse, like, you know, I think, mm. I think it's like, you could have a lot of different ideas, and I think he does try and find his, well, there's that very dark uh, monologue that he has, uh, yeah. you know, I think if he yeah. had the choice to not be immortal anymore, he would take it in a heartbeat, um, yeah. even though he does have a lot of loose ends, I think, I wouldn't want to live forever, um, Yeah. and I think none of the immortals do, really, um, Yeah. I think, and, and I think it's like that thing of like, you have the permanent immortals who are those five and then you have some of them that are just unable to die for a period of time for a very long period mm-hmm. of time um, right which i think is like i just wanted to make sure that there were only five that were like forever and then some right. of them they just go you did this awful crime against nature for whatever i don't know you know then we're yeah. gonna make you immortal for ten thousand years and then eventually you'll be begging for death and then we'll give it yeah. to you um, yeah, yeah, yeah whereas with the immortals like the progenitors they just kind of have to tough it out Man. whatever that whatever that leads to it leads to it Man. but they can't there's, there's literally no escape so yeah yeah so there is no way there is no way to kill adam there is no way to kill no. any of the immortals i'm <sighs> i'm specifically saying as well like i never i'm never gonna do oh the secret weapon to yeah. blah, 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 blah. like it yep. is written into the fabric of it's, it's as true as any of the laws of thermodynamics that they cannot die Ooh, um, it's like awful. it's key it's key to the way that and it is literally key awful. to the universe persisting um yeah in the live show shout out to anyone that's at that live show um mm. they talk about how the reason one of the reasons that they've made them immortal is that they have this information about the origins mm-hmm. of the universe in their head and even if they can't perceive it if they die that information mm. is gonna get out somehow the the, the energy is gonna sort right. of express itself somehow and anybody with like a i think the line is anyone with a half decent understanding of necromancy is going to be able to access that information in their sort of expired soul kind of thing so they just nice. need to be immortal so it's like they're living vaults for this incomprehensible yeah. information um, oh so, awful yeah. it's tough awful, it's, not awful, it's not fun awful. it's not good it's not fun hey there future kai here um so there was a question asking what dog breed everybody was, like each character, but we're both cat people and we basically just spent 10 minutes talking about how we don't know anything about dogs and uh, looking up dog breeds. 
um, and I had to cut it out because it's just so fucking long and there wasn't a good place to cut and actually have the answer of the question. Um, so if you want to hear that, I'm just going to separate it and put it on Patreon. So if you really desperately want to hear us just chat shit about dogs for 10 minutes, go ahead and listen on the Patreon. Um, anyway, here you go. Uh, so this these are like getting into kind of hyper-specific questions. Mm. Um, but uh, Deo's 12. Talk talk me through Deo's twelve. Like there were there eleven others. How many <laughs> how many different Eden critters were there in that way? Uh, like what is the mythos of of these folks? You know, it's one of those things where when I was fifteen years old, I'd made a name that sounded cool, and now I have nice. to think about why it's called that. Uh, and That's so I fair. Had put it off until this very moment. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's some cosmological uh, reasoning. Um, originally uh, it was going to be a lot more sort of cyborgs in it. Like Adam was going to be a cyborg originally, which is why the whole Adam Delta oh, five, but then the name has become a metaphysical representation of his curse of like, nice. you know, names I think are uh, sort of important. And I think, um, mm-hmm. he has that brand on him forever. He is cosmologically Adam Delta five. Even if people refer to him as Adam, he is mm-hmm. the Delta five is a key part of his, like, and it can, it can be said in any other language in any other form those things mm-hmm. and it's it's a, it's a again i'm doing the sort of cheeky like oh it's beyond human comprehension but yeah. <laughs> you know so i think the name is is um there is a reason i'm sure for them to be wanting to be referred to as that but i yeah. think i don't know it exactly uh, that's fair i'm very that's sorry <laughs> no no um, no that's great again yeah. never 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 meet your heroes um let's <laughs> <but laughs> get the, uh, the name of this episode <laughs> Never meet your heroes. Um, for for Avigna Dahl, uh, mm. I'm just doing like rapid fire, like yeah, these yeah. little little bit questions. Mm. No excuse to do two in a row and to ignore all the audience questions. <laughs> I know. I don't want to do dog questions anymore. Just a quick one, I promise. Just yeah. just a quick, like just like a bunch for for me. Um, this is literally I like I Trojan horse my way onto this, and I'm just like, hi, I have questions about your show. Um, but uh, yeah. but so so there there was this idea of like freedom and and everything like that. Is that a part of of your like you made the big bad rather reasonable in in a lot of ways? He's not a bad guy, really, is he? Yeah, right. No, so he's so not. from the beginning, were you like, I kind of like this concept of 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 like freedom and creation? Like, where does that come into your own plot? Not to mm-hmm. make you talk too much about no, your no, personal no. philosophy, but uh, yeah, it's it's like realistically, if you you can't do whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? Like you right. can't do whatever you want. Like you can't, right. I can't just like turn blue if I click yeah. my fingers. Like there are yeah. rules to everything. And I thought, I basically just extrapolated that of like, what if you could do literally whatever you wanted? And what if there mm-hmm. was a time when you could do that, but then mm-hmm. that stopped? And how would a creature in that universe feel if suddenly the sort of, uh, not predecessors, what's the word? The, like the next ones, basically. Like the, yeah. you're, you're sort of, you know, moved on and they had to, they didn't get the amount of freedom you did. You would sort of, if you cared at all about them, you would go, mm-hmm. but why though? That's not fair. Like I got to have all this, so why shouldn't they? So I think he, he is, he, he, he just wants justice really. I think it is like, but he doesn't yeah. understand that we'd stop being us if we didn't have all these rules in place. Like if all mm. concepts and stuff just suddenly became free from all other like connections, it would completely yeah. destroy the universe. But to him, that's like, yeah, but it's fine now because we, we can do whatever we want. But it's like, right. we don't like, I don't know. But my philosophy isn't people don't know what they want and people shouldn't be free because that's not at all my philosophy. I'd like to clarify, I think. Sure. I think it, I think it just does boil down to that of like the, the sort of extrapolation of what if, what if something wanted us to be 
actually properly free. Um, yeah. And I think, I think, yeah. Was that answering the question? Does that? No, totally. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of a vague question. I was just like, you're big bad. Thoughts? <laughs> I think he's, I think he's a good, I think, I mean, he's very menacing at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I sort of, that final speech really kind of is the sort of thesis of him a little bit of like, he's, right. I mean, my dad, my dad who plays him thinks he's not a bad guy. Yeah. He, he actually sort of liked the whole final bit of like, got quite emotional at it. Cause it is like, yeah, sad, you know? He's, yeah. He just wants, he just, he genuinely cares about us. Maybe it would have been better like that, but right. it's not, we don't know. Yeah. So, you know? No, for <laughs> sure. For sure. How was, how was that casting, casting your father as, as like the big force of, of, you know. He's just, uh, he's just always around, isn't he? <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> it's why I'm the main character and he's the main villain. Cause it's like, at yeah. least those two are around, like always available. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I think so was true. the reasoning for not having a bunch of recurring characters because I was like, okay, well, what if they just decide they don't want to do it anymore? Um, mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to mm-hmm. get over that, especially with crowdfunding for season two. Wink. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which I don't think we've actually said we're doing properly, but you know, it's happening. Yeah. So keep an yeah. eye out. Um, but yeah, I think it money, wasn't... Way to yeah, sell out. Honestly, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Everyone work for me for free um, <laughs> and put your 100% or I'll uh, disown you. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'll be very cross for a very really long upset. time. You're being I won't really, talk you're being to really you. unreasonable right now. Um, <laughs> You've got yeah. spare time. Sorry. <laughs> I think yeah. There's no. There's no. I mean, maybe there is, but there's no. It, to my mind, there is no like symbolism or Freudian sort of shit about making my dad the main villain. It's just because he was always about, and I think he's a good actor. So nice. Yeah. 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 Really, yeah. it, it, it's a very stunning performance mm. as well. He's good. Um, I guess I have to move from my questions, even though I've got more to whatever. Let's ask one of Avalon's questions because these are really good, actually. Uh, do you have a, a – well, I guess we kind of asked like what, what Adam looks like, a live-action adaptation. Yeah, I think, I think I'd think probably have to do it. Oh, that's the thing. If I did a live-action adaptation, I had – I don't know. I had the idea that like just making him like an identity that you don't really see as a main character, not mm-hmm. about their identity – Whatever yeah. that would be. I don't know. Like, I was thinking, when was the last time you saw, like, a Native American actor not being, like, a thing about mm-hmm. them being Native American? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't watch a lot. Yeah. I feel like I don't watch enough media anyway, but, like, right. do you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like, what if you just had a Native American main character in a sci-fi thing? Like, Yeah, right? All right. right. Like, just let it be. Um, yeah, for real, for real. But, like, yeah, y- you know, it's pretty hard to sort of say whatever Adam would be. Because um, mm-hmm. I do play him. But, like, people that know me. Uh, say that they imagine Adam to be me, which is like fair enough. I don't know what other yeah. people imagine. I mean, how did you? How did you? Oh, I I find it I find it hard to to really lock down the way that characters look, but um, yeah. but I think that's I, same, I, yeah. I generally try and uh, and imagine characters just like as an exercise, like uh, always on the plumper side of just like of mm. life and everything like that. Because I just like seeing I like seeing people like with with you know bodies be action heroes. Yeah. Uh, again, like I try to avoid the I try to avoid the. Uh, Tumblr, Tumblr, sexy man. Yeah. Everybody's a supermodel, sort of thing, and uh, and so I always, I was always like, yeah, like gray, gray skin. The horns were very clear. Mm. The eyes were very clear. Like that kind of like ambiguous entity, sort of mm. like uh, thing. But but uh, but that's kind of how. But again, the moment I say this, uh, Adam no longer looks like that. It's very quantum yeah. physics. Like the moment that Adam's yeah. form is pinned down, I'm like, that's not how Adam looks. Don't the, say, the, don't the say key, that's how he looks. The key thing is his horns, the eyes, and the skin. Like the golden yeah. shimmer across his skin, and the sort of gray yeah. eyes, and the lines across his eyes, and the horns. Those are the and yeah. his voice. Obviously, those are the big things. And I think anything else is pretty. Yeah, just, really. You know. So ambiguous. Yeah, I, you know, if I did a live action adaptation, I probably wouldn't even have Adam in it. I would maybe wow. just do a story in that world. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. For sure. But yeah. I think we got a lot of these questions. Uh, Does Plumbo exist in Chain of Being Universe? Uh, I don't even know who Plumbo is. How do you not know Plumbo? What the hell? Oh my God. Wow. Uh, again, God. if you if you cue any more A's at me in this kind of aggressive way. I'm going to leave this call right now. I'll shut this whole operation down. And I'm not just talking the interview, Kai. I'm talking chain of being ends here. I will, if I you will. cue me one more A. <laughs> this is not how I, this is not what I signed up for, Kai. It's not why I'm here. This is not why I'm here. What, why did you ask me here if you just asked me ask questions? Me? If you're gonna cue me the A's, fuck's sake! I, clearly, you don't know how this goes. <laughs> you've done, you've done two of these. How do you miss the points? So how do you miss the points? Um, Plumbo is the uh, my my super suits OC that, um, <laughs> that I that I uh, when I was doing the uh, dialogue edit, I decided it would be funny to record a secret. <laughs> fourth character in the scene that no one likes and everybody ignores and no one wants to talk to and i recorded myself just like dubbing over like like what was happening because i just thought it'd be quite funny to just like it's like pretend like i'm sort of involved like a voice actor so it's just like hey guys how's it oh okay so i'm here as well oh okay like just really sad like um and so that's plumbo uh, so does plumbo exist <laughs> Maybe, maybe as extra content, I'll do a plumbo chain of being when it comes to it. Oh, I want a plumbo chain of being so bad. It's just you a should... funny fucking concept, though. I love that so much. <laughs> just some guy that everyone fucking ignores. <laughs> it's very much in line with the, hey, man, do we have to do these safety protocols every time? <laughs> like the going back to the very... Just, yeah, just some are you, guy. Are you happy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not so sure about it's that. Very, uh, I think you should leave, isn't it? Yeah, right. You don't want to be around real. anymore? Uh, you, you don't want to be around anymore? Well, then what's the show? That's literally at the end of Adam's Adam's very, yeah. <laughs> very emotional thing. So you don't want to be around anymore? No. Well, well then so what, you, we you just, don't have you, to. You can just take it off. You can just take it off. Well, then what's the show? <laughs> uh. That's... That's a, that's another thing that you so shamelessly ripped off. Yeah, so that was, that was inspired by that sketch. <laughs> That's specifically the horns. He's like, I, I hate this. I'm going to I'm going to take the uh, head off. <laughs> I want you to give me like a secret, like completely unrelated to the. <laughs> Tell me a secret, guy. Uh, uh, unrelated <laughs> to the show, just about your fucking life. <laughs> Story. So, how was your day? But tell me personal things. So, I know. Uh, so, give me, give me like a, give me like a, a like a behind the scenes, just like headcanon. Probably won't make it into the show. Just mm. like tidbit about the world that's just like irrelevant. But you're just like, yeah, people wear a lot of blue on this specific planet. Like, hmm. just like what are the headcanons that are just like you know nobody's gonna know about this but stuff that's, that probably that probably won't come up like yeah just extra yeah. law stuff god yeah thing is thing is I, I i can't help myself but sort of mention things offhandedly i've, I've literally <laughs> i was gonna say like um i had a thing in mind for a while that uh humans are what's it called like humans are, are or at least at least sort of you know western humans are very um prudish just because of like christianity mm. and shit um but like you know a lot of other sort of human cultures aren't so much, but I feel like 
I don't think a lot of species would be. Uh, and so I was thinking, mm. I think everybody thinks humans are a little bit weird for sort of being very kind of stuck up about their, like people wear clothes. Most people, most species uh, in the sort of universe, people just wear clothes for sort of utility and aesthetics as opposed to like modesty reasons. Right, um, right. You know, like I just think that is just like, Fair, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, it's how fair, a I'm, lot of culture has been in yeah, the past. The way it looks. I mean, I'm you know I'm the same. I'm not gonna you know become a nudist or anything, but like, um, sure. it's it's just I think that's that's probably one thing. But then that is kind of getting mentioned in season two at one point. It's a very offhandedly. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Hi, your that. characters are getting sexier. Everybody's getting naked. <laughs> <laughs> I season two. Everyone. Everyone's gets naked. naked. Uh, this might not ever come up. Here's a really interesting, fun thing for everyone. The economic system. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I decided right. that, again, kind of copying from June because the world building that is just sublime. Oh, that so um, there is sort of capitalism, but all sort of, okay, I'll read you what I've actually written. Yeah. All legal commerce is, nimini- uh, is monitored by the Niminean governmental body. It has the right to trade in a certain sector, comes from the body. It's like you get like contracts and merits for doing a specific thing you have to prove that you're the only people that can do it and can do it the best um and uh the currency which has multiple names so everybody calls it a different thing that's another fun fact you know the humans call it units um just because you know but everybody else calls it different stuff uh but it's pretty much exclusively used to purchase non-essential goods but then what is non-essential can vary like vary depending on like what you do for a living so like you know it can be from like sweets and chocolate and sort of all these kind of treats and stuff to like a gun or a starship but depending on what you do it is become essential so <laughs> this is the wild fantasy of it is that the government in this does provide like a house and clothes and food but it's not a good house and it's not nice food and sometimes they forget to deliver it because you know yeah. you're a colony that is way out on the edge of the galaxy and sometimes they just like can't do it because logistics um yep. and also because they hate you um <laughs> and uh it's generally used as like a barter system between organizations so money has less of a place in terms of like if you don't have this you're dead but it is yeah. still like greed is allowed to kind of right do its thing um nice there you go nice. legal stuff legal law that's that's probably never going to come up ever but it's important for me i was talking to my um yeah. talking to my dad about this today that like i can't leave anything unthought about you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I refuse to kind of go Oh, it doesn't matter. Like, I hate, I, I mean, I, it's fine for other people, whatever, you know, you do to make your show, but I cannot leave anything like, un, yeah, unthought about. Like, you know, I yeah. literally wrote a line the other day where somebody had to mention the character's rank. So I made an entire fucking hierarchy for this one fucking line. And it's, yes. And it's like, because I, yes. I don't want to not think about it because then, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like, yeah, that's 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 my main thing. So I thought about yeah, a lot so of things. Good. You could probably ask me any question about the law, and I probably thought about it or could come up yeah, with something. Yeah, yeah. What's a what's a give me give me a, give me a planet climate. Give me a weird planet climate. Oh fuck! I don't know. Actually, I have not thought about it. <laughs> well, then what the hell no, are like we law, doing like here, guy? Every planet, every planet. I mean, there's like planets are hugely varied. They're wildly. Oh, I know. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. I've thought yeah, about um, it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Tidally locked planets. Uh, an entire oh. city built just on the single ring around the tidally locked planet where if you go <sighs> south a bit, you'll freeze to death. And if you go north a bit, you'll burn alive. So you have oh. just the entire fucking civilization is built around a single habitable ring <sighs> on a planet. My brother told me that idea and I've been wanting to use it for ages for something. And I'm trying to That's find the right time. Oh, so good. 
Because like then so you just good. probably have to do like underground tunnels to sort of zip about yeah. the planet. Like, you, can't, <gasps> you, you probably can fly, but how do you, you can't really build an airport. Like, I suppose you could, but like depends how wide it is, depends how big the planet is, obviously. But like totally locked planets, but a civilization built on there. Oh, that's like a massive like bicycle wheel sort of mm. looking planet like where the interior is a big hub of, like, of tubes and like the airspace is pretty limited generally because you have to yeah. go across the entire thing so you probably do a lot of trains and stuff to get around oh, that's awesome that so, is yeah, so good there you go. yeah, i'd come okay. up with it eventually i just needed time <laughs> all right you, you win this catch round me out <laughs> what, what about an instrument give me an instrument i don't know give me a, a an instrument Ooh, that's interesting um i decided that uh the dulteco who uh, have not come up yet but they will come up in season two they're a bunch of moth people um <gasps> that i've decided that you know like they sort of play instruments but i think because the music is so important to them uh that they they sort of um do a lot of like gesture based which we have Ooh. somewhat but like we have like mini sort of ring that you do that and then it will change a certain thing but i think a lot of their instruments are based on just amplifying the body so like you know they nice. can play stuff with th- those that have wings can play things with their wings but then using technology to amplify that and to move stuff so it becomes a dance and playing a song at the same time <sighs> love that okay 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 yeah, okay shit okay we've got a planet we've got a we've got an instrument okay okay wait whoa whoa whoa, whoa. okay okay <laughs> pets pets give me a pet oh fuck pets i haven't thought about animals a lot that's terrible <laughs> yeah okay you got me i haven't actually thought about pets a lot of animals are extinct, though, I think. So I think it would be a lot of the popular pets will probably be... I'd really have to think about that, sit down and think about what hasn't been done and what mm-hmm. um, right. is like a cliche. Because it's, you know... Yeah. Like, I, don't wanna, I mean, you yeah. killed all of the birds. 100% not of birds all of are now dead. Not all dead. of them. I listed the species mm. that were extinct. That's true. <laughs> Congo peafowl. Rip. Yeah. Rest in peace. In memoriam. Wow. <laughs> I can't. We should do that. The arms <laughs> of the angel. <laughs> In memoriam to the Congo peafowl. What was it? Something, Kai hates yeah. birds. Fuck Spread birds. it around. I do I do wonder if it's gonna be a bit more Blade Runner where it's like fake like mm. Android animals. Like they have a snake that's not real, or she has like an owl in that film, but it's like, oh is it real? No, of course not. May um, I consider crabs? Because there's that whole like carcinization car- carcinization, how everything becomes crab. It's not a crab yeah. species, is there? Yeah. Pet crabs are quite fun. Yes. Yes! Okay. <laughs> What else? Yes! Oh, this was all okay. The 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 thing ends now. Yeah, I got what I wanted. This cool. was all Thanks, again, everyone. all a very good Trojan horse to get a crab <laughs> into the chain of being. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of oh, what is your favorite? What's your favorite artifact you've made? Like artifact. like swords, spears, ooh, ooh, the the little ooh. thing that calcifies people. Like that one. Retrospectively, yeah, hundred oh. percent. The 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 uh, was it the icon of Saint Tartaries? I think it was. Yeah. I just had this. I had this idea uh, when I was like I was running a was I running a D and D session at the time. I had an idea for a D and D item where you sort of drop it and it like spits out this single line of like calcified like matter at you like just yeah. a single line that goes towards you but this idea That's that it just awesome. turns you into calcium and it's like yeah i mean good luck i guess <gasps> you're still alive <laughs> you're still alive your heart still beats technically Oops. but uh, you know yeah good luck i mean yeah no one no one on that ship survived so god damn they are so all true. fucked like <laughs> They literally that actually that's one of my favorite sorry going back that's one of my favorite sequences I've ever written and sound designed <gasps> when everybody's that... getting like delaminated and pulled oh, apart was, that was sorry, the first time I, I wrote yelled. something I was genuinely like really proud I was like oh shit this is actually kind of sick that sequence still goes down in my that woof I love that scene like, so much the skin unraveling I'm like mm. oh no literally I just the this skin. again the visuals in my mind are just I don't think you could really properly recreate that like I'd love to I'd love to see no. an animated thing of that but just like you know 
like your skin just comes off your body and then your bones separate and your muscle unfurls into all these strands and the same thing is happening to all matter because that's just what she does when she hates you <laughs> god when she's damn annoyed it. at you i was you know, i was yeah. i was also like oh damn how's adam gonna get out of this one everything's unfurling it's a problem he's fine he's safe he's fine is that a way you could kill adam what if what if epicurosa really unraveled adam could adam um this is the thing is like what if he threw adam into the sun like yeah Yeah. i've i've said that they're more resilient than um like regular people i think i think it's the kind of like uh what's the what's the dirk gently thing holistically it just works i think epicurusa wouldn't do that i yeah. think if he was cast into the sun i think some god would probably go okay god do this and sort of like take yeah him yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah but if you know like like they threaten to like encase him in concrete and leave him on an oxygenless planet like yeah he would be alive still uh, man i hope i hope i hope that doesn't happen i hope it doesn't happen to adam I really that do. and vampires are the worst oh sorry to you i thought you meant to you <laughs> Oh man, I hope I hope that no, I man. I hope it doesn't happen to me neither. I really hope I don't get vampired or unravelled by Epicurosa. Or encased in concrete and put on an oxygenous planet. For the or, rest in, of my life. or encased in concrete. Oh, that's like the 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 big fear of being immortal is there's a hundred percent chance you're gonna get buried alive. Sort yeah, of thing. it's probably happened. Just, I imagine it's happened to him already. Uh, okay, so so one one more, uh, a few more, a few more. One. Mm. Uh, what's like just an Easter egg of sound that you want people to notice? Like, what's a point where you're just like, really listen hard here when you do another listen? I can't remember if I used it, but I tried to use it. It might still. Oh no, actually, no. I've got one that's like proper, and I'll do the I'll do the joke one after. Yeah. Um, the proper one is in episode five, uh, where uh, called the 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 what, what's she called again in that? The mystic. She's called the mystic, mm. uh, and and uh, she has a vision, and in the vision, the sound gets a bit weird, and those of the sound people among you that have done that kind of experiment will know that um it sounds like somebody's done something to the spectrogram which i did i carved mm. a vignadal symbol into the spectrogram so there was just a dead amount of silence in those frequencies across that time of looking in the shape of his symbol so if you listen back to it it sounds a bit <sighs> fucked that's why because if you open the sound file as a spectrogram you'll see his symbol because he's influencing Oof. that vision <laughs> that's the main easter egg um which you know, Damn. if you figured it out, good on you. But um, fair enough if not, because you need to be like, uh, you need to care a lot about sounds to oh, do that. That's so good. Um, and then the funny okay. one or the stupid one, which I don't know if I used, but I'm probably going to use it if I haven't, is um, there's a, <laughs> I think I might have sent it to you, but there's a there's a video of Tom Hiddleston just chatting the most shit about acting. Like he's, yeah. You can tell he's just completely making it up as he goes along. Like He's just chatting <laughs> yes. shit. Um, yes. And I decided to, I took that and put it, I think I tried to, but I don't know if I ended up using it, put it as like an announcement, like over the intercom, but just so enough that you can kind of barely tell what it's saying. Um, oh, that's so good. Just because I, th- I just thought it'd be so funny. Uh, I think those are the main, oh. those are the main Easter eggs. All the sword sounds are spatulas in the final episodes. Oh, no the last way. two episodes. I have, I can, well, it's, uh, it's a audio medium, but it's a spatula in my box. I've got a box of wires and Whoa. Foley things. It's a, f- a spatula shaped like a fish. So there you go. Wow. A fish spatula. Yeah. Every sword you thought was cool. <laughs> Never meet your heroes. <laughs> don't worry. I hope everyone always imagines a spatula instead of like a proper, like a sword or anything. So having a sword fight. A spatula being like, fuck, I wish I had that cool yeah. spatula. Oh, actually, spatula. I've got another one. Sorry. Mm. I never get to, nobody ever asked questions about sound. So <laughs> I've got another one. Um, 
the sword fight between I forgot the name. It's the Sword of Nemesis and um, Adam Delta Five when they are fighting in that sort yes. of space. Um, the sword fight that is uh, I've I ages ago I did I redid the sound design to a fight scene from Samurai Jack. Um, <gasps> And I took the sound from the rescore that I did and just kind of dropped it in and spread it out a bit so it was less fast-paced. And that's exactly what it is. So I think uh, here and there, you could line it up with the scene from oh, Samurai Jack. Samurai Maybe Jack. a bit slower, but yeah. That's so good. Because <laughs> it was like, I don't so want to spend like five days doing a fight scene. I've already made a fight scene. <laughs> I'm just going to copy it. Um, I which did I will, it. I did know. it already. I did it. So, so you said that like gods are are distilled thought, and so mm. uh, and do you have like a pantheon in your in your mind, like an existing pantheon for this world? Not a complete one, but I've thought a lot about the most uh, mm. quite like the ones I've thought about have been mentioned already. Um, yeah. But I think I think there's there's probably a hundred thousand gods if right. I was to pick a number, which is very quite like biblical, isn't it? Of like a specific number of things, but I think there's um, there's at least a hundred thousand different entities that some will never make a physical form and will never interact with them. But they may have a name, but they will never have anything to do with us. They are just right. thought in the sort of um, sort of ether, I guess. Yeah, to be very vague. Um, yeah, but yeah, there is there is a lot of them. There's just a few of them that tend to interact with us a lot. But yeah, right. So the Anthronesians, uh, they mainly worship like humanity and earth and and all of these different, different yeah things. old so old human gods old human gods okay and so how how have they kind of like proliferated through this this land through this this space and and i know that they're going to be a little bit more present uh in the future yeah what do you what do you uh, mean by that like well so so they they come from old earth yeah and mm. they do they worship Ep- epicurosa like no. what is there they, no. we, oh, we only okay. found out about epicurosa as soon as i say we being humans but like only found out once we were joined into the council and there was this big revelation of like hey so there are gods and mm-hmm. the sort of legends are kind of culturally sort of in the sort of collective unconscious have kind of passed down but not quite the same um mm-hmm. but I think I think there is not as much of a worship as of the actual gods amongst people. I think people worship the old gods, but more as like fables than. Mm. Um, but in terms of in terms of the Anthronesians, I mean, I think there's a there's a slightly throwaway line where it's like they did nothing to help us. Like when talking about pulling the angel from from heaven, basically well, not heaven, but like from its realm. Um, like they they have no love for the gods. I think which they're not actively trying to kill them because they know that's a fight they can't win, but I think they don't worship them and they don't care for them. But, you know, there's a thing, there's something going on with the gods that they do worship. There's something yeah. there, which I'm not going to talk about because that's like a huge revelation. God um, damn it. I'll tell you, but Ugh. I'm going to cut it out. Um, cool, cool. Basically. So yeah. that's that's yeah. the sort of, that's the Anthrodesian's whole secret. Man. Man, this is all. I wonder. I, I wonder. Is there anything of that that you can leave in? You wonder. But no. No, I think. I think. I. I want it to be sort of uncovered naturally in in the actual thing. But yeah, should we yeah. pretend that didn't happen in the war? Yes. Yeah. I have another question. Excellent. Uh, were Were there any Were there any sounds that came before a plot point? Like, was all there the anything time. that you're like, yeah? So so often I would I would make a sound and then just kind of go. This is going to get used to some point. I've got a whole library of sounds that I'm going to use later. Um, nice. Just of like, this has to be uh, blank or this this is going to be used for blank. A lot of the time yeah. I would write around a sound that I'd had. I'm really struggling yeah. to come up with an example. It's been a while since I've listened through the, the, the episodes, but like there's definitely been sounds where it's like, I, I think I think a lot of the um, weird sounds in Eden, I decided to write around 
mm. it. Um, right. So sound came first a lot of the time. A lot of the time I would be making, before I'd even recorded, is that true actually? I think before I'd even recorded any lines, I'd done the ambiences for most of the episodes. Nice. I would nice. always make the ambience and then sort of record around that and then just shorten them and edit them as I saw fit. Uh, Foley's, that's a bit harder because you've got timing and stuff, but sometimes a sword noise or, a, or, a, or a, an engine of something would, would be made ages and ages ago. And then yeah. and again, now we've recorded the lines, which I think I would like to do that, keep doing that, I think. But I'm also writing it first. It's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing. But I think right. I probably will start picking some really important things. But because I'm being a lot more ambitious with season two, I think it's... It's harder to do it like that. But I'm glad the first season was done like that. And I think it's definitely made me think sound first in this respect. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's what I, I was going to ask, like a little bit of your of your process, because I know mm. that so much of, of your your work is based like so thoroughly in sound. And I mean, obviously, it's storytelling as well. Um, but how do you approach uh, when you're like, OK, starting fresh from a new episode? Do you scroll mm. through your library? Like, how do you what's your bedrock process for, for starting things out? And how much does it involve sound? So for for season one, it was basically one episode at a time, which was a mistake. But it that's just it couldn't have happened any other way, just based on the way that I started making it. Um, right. It would be as I was writing it. It would be like, okay, I want it. Sometimes there are some scenes I've not had any idea and then I've made it afterwards and it sounded great. But a lot of the time it will be, I've just had an idea of the kind of vibe I'm going for. And sometimes yeah. it'll be completely different from what I've intended. But it really did vary from episode to episode. I mean, it, you know, mm. like the early episode, uh, which is so long ago that I've completely forgotten how I did it. But like <laughs> the the scene where he's in the, uh, with the with those two in the broken space station, the sort of uh, the mm. Gorlan, where they're going through right. that. Um I went off and did the recording of that, uh, all the ship kind of moving and all this metal creaking. Um, there's uh, bleachers. I, I don't know what the word that we actually use them, but the, the bleachers would like be pulled out uh, in this, were like retractable at my mm. secondary school. And so I slid the mic underneath them and then just stomped up and down them and sort of bent the metal and not bent it, but like creaked it and made it creak and then just pitched that way down, put a muffler on it, add a reverb and it sounds like it's fucking massive. Uh, so like, I think I did that before I sort of managed to get the lines um, yeah. and went off and did that recording. So I think a lot of, it really depended like, and when it was getting really weird towards the end and doing score and stuff. Oh, the score and like the sort of non-digestic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, stuff was usually just a sound I'd had sat for ages. Like the, for instance, the sound um, when they're going and approaching Arathos' corpse and things start to get really hot. That yeah. that score is the 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 infamous microphone burning. Yes. <laughs> sort of stretched yes. out and, and fucked with a little bit, but yeah, I just have sounds lying around, and eventually, I think that's just what we, I mean. That's the way I work. I just do lots of experimentation. I just like make a thing and yeah. go. This might come in handy. I mean, I've just yeah. got like I've got like hours and hours of just random bullshit that I never know if I I might never look at it again. But I'll yeah. sometimes, sometimes I'll go. Oh, why don't I go and check through this, and then maybe I'll find something. You know. So it goes like it goes like like general overarching story, then like vibe for an episode, mm. like how you want to do it, the sounds that fit that vibe, then the the words that go on top of that, and then the more kind of nitty gritty fine tuning. Would you say is it? Yeah, I think I think sound and and script uh, swap places about what goes first. Nice. I think there's a lot of kind of it. It really just does depend on if I want to write around a sound. I also sometimes really? will write around a scene. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go sure, like, sure. man, I want a scene where this happens, like. You know, yeah. the scene, the scene with, which was very important to me at the time with Ikrinth just mm. fucking open in their heart, like bearing their heart to Adam, yes. I think was very like this, this, that is like the scene in that episode for me. 
Yeah. Uh, I also, I mean, it fit in such a wonderful place. Again, like one of those like deeply human moments in the Mm. middle of this, of this. Yeah. uh, Chasing a god, basically. Like, yeah, right, right. Mm. Which again, speaks so much to the tone of the show. Uh, And moving forward, and I want to, I want to ask this Mm. question, moving forward, what are some of the things, so we know your process, but Mm. what would you thump past Kai on the head mm. and say, don't do that again? Like, what are some things that you've learned your lesson from? Uh, just, just, uh, I mean, it's, it's, there's some things I, c- I couldn't, I couldn't really blame myself for, but like, I, I didn't like wasting actors time, especially when they were doing me such a massive favor with working for free. Mm. Uh, and so a lot of the time, if I wasn't happy with something, I just would kind of go, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like I, I would pick the best take mm, and move on. But I think, right. Cause I mean, I, and I think that's pretty fair. Like, I don't think I, I would change sure. that necessarily. Cause like they're doing a huge fucking service to me. Um, right. Just by, just by b- being a part of it. Uh, right. But for season two, cause I'm going to be paying people and I feel, would feel less bad about asking people to redo things. Mm. Um, also having every single episode planned ahead or every single yeah. plot point of the plot planned ahead moment by moment, which I have these huge. Have I shown you the A3 sheets of paper I've got with like the flowchart? No. Have you not? This is visual stuff that you guys can't see, but it's that's all of Adam's stuff. Whoa! That's all of Lan Rallis, and that's all of Jesus the Christ. third main character that uh, we'll oh. find out about. Man. So you'll have to guess from Lee's reactions what that looked like. I was going to say, that's so, uh, let me, let me tell you, very impressive. Like from a, from an, an, another story writer, I'm just like, fuck, I don't have that. That's grand. Um, but yeah. Wicked flowcharts. That was again written around, like, I really want there to be a specific arc. I want there to be a right. scene. I want there to be a, a couple of episodes where they're doing this, which I'm not going right. to say because I want it to be a surprise. But um right. Yeah, I think I think planning out one by one. Uh, now that you can getting funding, so you can actually like spend time with it. And and I think there were times which I was like, I, I used the words even if not using them, but had the tone of that's that's good enough. I'll move on. And I got tired. But instead of doing yeah. that, I will say, hey, just like come back to it like in a week. Yeah, you know, right. you can just you right. can just stop. You don't need to like you know. There was always huge gaps between the episodes anyway. So I think I'm gonna try and be less like that's fine like it's not yeah. just wait because uh, it will be yeah. you know um which i tried my best to do that the least with the finale definitely um there's also that excitement of like oh, i'm nearly done i can release an episode but it's also like yeah i think yeah. now that i'm i'm used to doing stuff without releasing episodes immediately mm-hmm. as like the, the reward so to speak i think i'll be a little bit less like good enough as an attitude but what kinds of advice would you give to mm. somebody who does have a passion project like Chain of Being? This is this is slightly stolen again, as I'm known to do, um, from a, from another artist uh, called MC Paul Barman, who is like a sort of poet rapper. Um, and he has a whole song about like making art and how you should do it every day. And I think you are and should be your primary audience. You know, mm. make, make, I mean, this is, this is how I work. This is how I work. I think make it for you, make a thing that you would want to come across. I made Chain of Being because I didn't see the very fucking niche type of sci-fi I wanted to see. And I was like, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to make it. Um, yeah. And then I have a lot of fun just fucking about with like lore and stuff. Uh, but if yeah. that's not your thing, yeah, just write what you want to see, write what you think needs to be made um, and then do it for yourself first. And then after that, if you're, if you are happy with it, fucking amazing and if other people can then sort of relate to that in some way or, or find something to love in that that is the 
fucking best that is like that is the 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 sort of goal but ultimately it should be for you and then you can sort of expand it to other people but i think you be you 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 do it because you think it's cool i've never made a choice that has been for the sakes of oh this is popular i'll do this do you know what i mean it's always always been this is sick as fuck and i love it yeah 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 you know yeah yeah yeah. And so how what have you what have you discovered from playing Adam? Like, mm. I, I know that like playing a character is going to change it a little bit. And I doubt I mean, a- Adam doesn't feel none of your characters feel like, well, this is my self insert character. Kind, and this kind is, of yeah. is a little bit, though, because well, because mm. I play him, I think it can only be it's just, you can only divorce yourself so much. But like, true, you know, he wants to do something. He wants to help, but can't, you know. I think, yeah, and that's the, that's that's the thing I feel all the time is like I don't know. I think it's also just like power fantasy of like he can do something about it, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. I don't know how to make things better because it's yeah. just so overwhelming. But he knows he had a thing, and it is kind of in that final speech that he says to Ikrinth where it's like I can actually fucking do something now. I don't just sit and wallow in my own fear. I can actually make something happen. Um, right. So kind of a self insert, but also very much not in the same way that every other every character that a person writes I think has sure some part yeah. of you. But um, kind of back and forth. I've definitely become more confident in my voice, I think. Um, yeah. Listening to myself over and over and over and do takes and my own, like, you know, everybody doesn't like the sound of their own voice, but I dis- I don't have that anymore, I don't think. I can listen yeah. to myself and I can edit and I can be fine with it. Like, Right. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think so. I think that's the main thing of just like being a bit more comfortable with the way I sound, which is why the voice effect has been lessened. I was kind of using that to mask a oh. lack of confidence at first interesting yeah like, uh, partially obviously it did matter to me that and it had a reason but like i think mm-hmm. it's a lot less now it's gonna get it's probably gonna stay this subtle of just like it's there but it's not super on the nose i think yeah you can kind of forget yeah, yeah, about yeah, it yeah. eventually i think i'm i think that's i'm the out last of... of them yeah that's I fine say, i think i i think i'm out of questions problem is i'm there are a million more questions you, to you be can just asked ask me because... if you like like i'm fine i'm happy to answer i know i know <laughs> there's like this is such a such a huge rich rich mm. um l- like lore filled and uh just like fascinating to see a project that so mm. thoroughly came from what you care about um and and is is rather and, and kind of molded to fit what i cared about as well you know yeah, it, it really. changed depending on what i really liked you know yes <laughs> based on things yeah. I, was, I was watching at the time and and the sort of um the th- the, the joys i have and the sort of I, I started to fall in completely fall in love with like writing and language and the way words are put together and you know that's why mm. i fucking made an angel speak like that you know what i mean <gasps> i made right. it i made it speak in this very sort of unnatural tone because it's not used to talking so oh. it just kind of would speak like that that's that's the sort of equivalent um the way it speaks about beauty still just like <laughs> it was and then yeah. it but you would wouldn't you though you were powerful and gorgeous and amazing and then yeah. suddenly you're nothing and you're you're a sort of slithering creature that vomits up bile like black sort of tar right you'd be fucking pissed i'd be pissed yeah it felt like biblical level yeah. anger so Definitely. good and you kill it's it. probably <laughs> one of my favorite and then you gotta kill it and then and then oh my god and adam's reaction to it that i think is probably one of my favorite scenes in, mm. in it's definitely JFA up there for me yeah, I think in that sort of level of like, he's just so tired by the end. It's yeah. like that level of exasperation of just like, just shut up. So I'm, I know you're, you're, I know. You, I know I, what I did. You don't have to tell me all the time. Yeah, I know already. And that, yeah. Or like when he stabs a Victor Dahl, it's just like, just fucking die. Just please, please die. Please, I don't want to oh do this God. anymore. <laughs> 
Are you going to miss a big Nadal? Yeah, I think so. I liked him yeah. a lot. He was, you know, the, doing the voices and stuff for him and the sort of writing for him, especially when he first appears and he speaks like a total freak. Like he's not yeah. used to speaking, he's not used to communicating his ideas like that. So he, and then yes. he starts getting more used to it as time goes on. But like, he's just yeah. saying, he's like, it's re- barely fucking like understandable what he's really going on about. I probably will get my dad to play another character because he's quite, you know, he is, yeah. he's an actor. <laughs> he's always there. He's so. talented and, and, yeah. and around. So He's in Star Wars, yeah. by the way, guys. So go watch Andor. He's in it for like, Whoa. he might not even, he might have been cut out, but. <laughs> that's awesome man yeah. <laughs> plug 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 but yes uh cool this has been delightful this has been really interesting uh thank you so much for having fun. me here no, of course i was i was thinking i've decided to because like the first one was with david orion uh which was lovely and then it was with greg and then i thought okay let's just do someone different every time and i thought yeah, absolutely i mean the conversation with you are always fascinating we always talk about just the most random shit like dog breeds um <laughs> like dog breeds. dog breeds but uh yeah i think i think uh, yeah absolutely it was fucking amazing to chat with you uh really enjoyable man it was so much fun and yeah. and beautiful beautiful uh, ch- chain of beings it's so good <laughs> if if i i hope that this is somebody's first thing that they listen to like wow this seems like a great show <laughs> i hope so yeah wicked q a <laughs> this is such a grand oh, this show is amazing can't wait to figure out what this Adam cat is up to. What even? What's going on there? What's going on in his noggin, eh? Yeah, right. Man, yeah. he seems mad. He's I don't not know. A good time though. No. Um, but yeah, oh. we'll we'll do we'll do the shout outs as well to the people that ask the questions. Uh, yes. So we've got uh, Guy Zwebel who is uh, does Disc Space, which is uh, games talking talking about video games. It's very fun. I'm on it a couple times. We've got Rebecca Hansen who does Be Not Afraid, which is about angels and stuff. And it's very lighthearted and it's very good. Uh, we've got Benoni Thomas who has a, uh, I'll put a link to all of these might as well because, you know, people have been nice. Who does, um, who's on Twitter. I think it's it's Dark Wizard, D-A-R-C Wizard, I think, on Twitter. Um, and does like TTRPG stuff. This is very cool. Avalon Willowboom, voice actor extraordinaire. Uh, uh, maybe in season two, a lot more. Um <laughs> And also uh, 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 in Sound Museum as well. Uh, yeah. And then we've got uh, Max, my friend. And then we've got Greg Karobis, <laughs> who does uh, Ghost on a Train, which is also what Guy is in. And Ghost on a Train is uh, very fucking excellent. I was also on that as well. <laughs> we all know each other. Um, and then we've got Yoshiko Agresta, who was also on Ghost on a Train and does really good animation and did a really good fucking animatic of the character I played in Ghost on a Train. And I keep watching it because it makes me very happy. And then we've got Dante Brown, who uh, is a voice actor, also for Sound Museum. We all know each other. It's a very sort of, say- very sort of closed circle, but um, yeah. if, if you'd like to uh, hang out. Uh, what, what do I plug for Dante? What else? Oh uh, man, he he's all around. Things, he writes he? for he writes for the Grey Rooms and is writing a little bit for the Sound Museum and is a voice actor and uh, on TikTok I'll, as Memento Mort Safe and I'll have retweeted something of of his on the Chain of Being account so you can follow. He's through there. all around. Keep your brain on this man. Also, to people that have been mentioned, shout out to uh, Amy as well, who uh, did a fucking fantastic job as a voice actor. Shout yes! out to. Um, to everybody that's been very supportive uh, just from like the get-go and also recently as well. Um, shout out mm-hmm. to my girlfriend who's been amazing just generally. I think she's fucking amazing. Um, 
uh, my mates. Uh, I feel like there's a long list of like specific people, which I kind of did when the thing ended, but I just want to do it now. Uh, this is going to be the last one of these until season two is done because I don't want to just be sort of resting on my laurels and going like, oh, yes, how amazing it was when it's like, Continue no, you've gone to um, It is very self-indulgent. Um, yeah. Uh, can I can I do the email us at chainofbeingofficial at gmail.com <laughs> for inquiries and, and stuff. stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for being here. Oh, uh, Sal Museum. Sal Museum has been fucking smashed out the park with Sal, uh, with crowdfunding. You should go listen to it. It's very, very good. Uh, very interesting. Uh, the sound I've heard is going to be really good. I what, was going to say, uh, the, somebody <clears throat> said they got somebody just like absolutely bonkers for that's the so sound. Cool. Yeah, I wonder what that's yeah. Anyway, that's I'm so sure cool it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, nice. Uh, uh, bye. Yeah, see ya. We're in a shed partway up a valley. The wind outside is fierce, but it buffets against the shed walls and merely whistles through the cracks in the wood panelling. All around, the forest creaks and scuffles, but it's safe inside. At least it feels that way. January fusses with something. He's a heavyset guy, you can tell by his footsteps. And nervous. His hands shake. His breathing is sharp and quick, as if he's keeping an anxiety attack at bay. He mumbles to himself as he sets up the radio. He's never done this before. Hey there, folks. I'm Seal Hendry, and what you just heard was my incredibly detailed stage directions from the first episode of Ethics Down, complete with sound design from the brilliant Kai Gwillem Pritchard just to set the scene a little. I'm sure you'll all agree that it would sound much better being brought to life by voice actors, so it's excellent luck that we happen to be crowdfunding for that right now. Ethics Town is a cosmic horror podcast about identity, accountability, and black and white morality. We want to tell a story about telling stories, and how easily a narrator can change the shape of morality. Listeners will follow January, a tired and wired ethics local, and Artemis, a young girl lost in the woods as they try to unravel what exactly is going on down in the town of Ethics now that a suspicious new figure has taken office. Statistics and probability are exchanged for conspiracy theory logic as the pair try to explain weirder and weirder happenings. If you'd like to hear more, please check out our Seed and Spark campaign and consider joining. We have loads of cool things to share with you, including a tier that offers scripts just filled with detailed notes like the ones I read previously, and we would so love your help with pushing our show into the production stage. You'll be able to find more details about our crowdfunder and show by following us on social media. You can find us everywhere at Ethics Town Pod. Thank you. We're going to tell you a story. Are you listening? <laughs>